0: This episode of Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters. You've heard us mention them on the podcast before, and if you're in Fairbanks or you're going to be coming through Fairbanks for a fishing, hunting, or camping trip, it's a great place to stop and get what you need. It's a locally owned Fairbanks business that I've been shopping at since I came up here, and really it's the type of sporting goods store you would hope to find in a place like Fairbanks. They've got a ton of hunting, fishing, trapping, and camping supplies, including backpacking meals and stoves, clothing, clothing. Real rain gear, good footwear, including mountain hunting boots like Loa, rubber boots like Extra Tufts and Lacrosse, and they also have a great selection of guns, ammo, shooting and hand loading supplies, and even muzzle loading stuff. Now, they also carry a wide variety of fishing and dip equipment to tackle just about any fish Alaska has to offer. In Century Hardware downstairs, you'll be able to find a big selection of marine, snow machine, and ATV supplies like ramps, hitches, gun boots. Um, good gas jugs, not the junk you find everywhere else, and all sorts of odds and ends for your boat or anything else you could need, and of course, whatever hardware you might find yourself in need of. In fact, it's one of those stores that you'll usually end up leaving with more than you planned on buying because they're really good at finding and stocking things that you just didn't realize you needed until you saw them. Frontier Outfitters is located in the Gavora Mall on 3rd and Old in Fairbanks, as well as Century Hardware out in North Pole. It's a great store, so next time you're gearing up, get on down there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Real Estate, a local brokerage that can cover your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area, whether it's residential, commercial, or just undeveloped property. The Hedgecocks have been active in the Fairbanks and North Pole real estate market since the early 80s and have put together a team that really reflects the diverse needs of homebuyers in interior Alaska. With a brokerage team made up of multi-generation Fairbanks locals, transplants, and military veterans, they really understand the unique aspects of living in the interior and what that means when it comes to shopping for a home in general, buying land to build a home, and they also understand the situations that many military members are in when needing to buy or sell a home in Fairbanks. This is really a unique place to live, and whether it's learning why some houses have water holding tanks instead of wells, how much it'll cost to heat a given house, or just what recreational opportunities are close by, they're here to help you. More than simply acquiring or building a piece of property, they can help you find the right property in the right place and help you learn from their experience. The Hedgecock Group offices are on Noble Street in Fairbanks, and if you want to get in touch with them, visit www.fairbanksakhomes.com.
1: that's how you do it
0: all right welcome back to tundra talk everybody i've got a special guest this evening the the other Frank, the man that's been confused for Frank, mistaken identity twice now, twice now, twice now. Oh man, Mister uh, Frank or Frankie Anderson, how's it going, man?
1: Doing pretty good. How are you doing?
0: Doing good. Yeah, you live way out there, uh, your fellow fellow North Pole North Pole grad. Yeah, and uh, still live way out there. So we've been I don't know intending to get you over here and on the podcast for quite a while. But... It's been well, I think the first time you asked me was like a year
1: year and a half ago. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so bad about about it and following up and especially this year it's been so been just a crazy year or so. Well, you have
1: having, having a new baby and then me building the house and
0: <laughs> yeah third one and like pretty pretty heavy duty on the dad on the dad dad patrol oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this summer but oh no, finally it's good i'm glad people have like stuck with it too because <laughs> we, i'm well aware that it was pretty dry for a while so i think we'll be getting back in a pretty good pretty good rhythm and for the winter and, you well, know, talk some shit, hopefully. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, yeah, Frankie, what What did I... It was, like, in Beaver Sports, I think, that I finally met you yeah. a while yeah. back. Yeah, Beaver
1: Sports, what, three, four, four years ago, I think. Yeah, four no. or
0: five, yeah. Because uh, you were in my sister's class in high school, right?
1: Uh, no, I was a year ahead. A of her. year ahead, of her. Yeah.
0: okay, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, anyway, um, I kind of led into... So, what... You, it's you it says twice you've been mistaken for Doctor Sch- for Frank. Both Schultz, times,
1: in, both times in Anchorage, who Frank
0: is currently tiling your house right. Now. He is. <laughs> both times in Anchorage.
1: Yep, both times in Anchorage. Been been accused of being Frank because I'm I'm short, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not the doctor.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, what you were wearing, one of the hoodies or something like yeah. that, and then uh, yeah, which, one time. It's, I think, like it's still amazing to me that there's like enough people that listen to this out there that people know what the hell it is well, that,
1: <laughs> shoot i get people that uh from back home in washington and stuff ask me you know hey well, you know that tyler Field guy i'm like yeah yeah i know
0: him <laughs> that asshole <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah they'll ask me they're like man we listen to that tundra talk you know because everybody you know everybody has the alaska lure and yeah you know so anything they can get a hold of and listen nice. and not up here that you know a lot of people like it
0: yeah that's cool to hear man yeah there's a lot of i mean like guys like you or i mean there's a lot of people up here that have some pretty awesome stories just you know it, it kind of it is what it is like that's just life type yeah. of stuff well, that's, it's, that's i mean it, it, it not to diminish like it is super interesting but um you well, know we're I, just used to it it's just yeah what we, well, I like, feel like, stuff we do
1: <laughs> i feel, yeah i feel like you know when i first moved up here i was like went gang bucks busters on you know hunting fishing this and hunting and fishing that and then you know, life kind of goes on and you get kind of complacent and and don't, don't, uh, don't realize or
0: you get sucked uh, into working. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. You get sucked into work and you can't really, you know, get out and do all the things that you want to do or, or life happens, you know, babies, building houses, stuff like that. And you don't get out as much. And you think, you know, people, people ask you all the time, you Oh, are you doing this? Oh, if I live there, I'd do, I'd do all this. And you're like, well, yeah, I get out and do it too. But life goes on yeah you
0: gotta you gotta yeah you gotta live stay alive and feed your family too yeah um so what you yes yeah, so you're from Washington when did you when did you move up here like in high school or yeah. before I, I let's see I moved up my eighth, eighth
1: grade year okay. in between yeah
0: kind of the same about the same I it was a couple years later for me that I moved up but pretty much same same time frame yeah would you uh you know let's yeah. see I, give I'm, me some back give me some background
1: I think I moved up here our came, first time it came up was 06. Yeah. I think we officially moved. Our house was built and everything in 08. Nice. So when we officially got moved up, me and my dad were up here for like a year and a half before the rest of the family came up. Nice. But down there in Washington, uh, we uh, uh, farmed. We And then uh, in the wintertime, we guided duck and goose hunting and uh, pheasant and quail. And then a lot of uh, salmon and steelhead fishing oh, too. Oh, nice. So grew up guiding guiding birds and all that stuff and never really i didn't actually really hunt big game till i moved to alaska
0: oh really yeah i hunted them unsuccessfully (laughs) yeah like me and i probably said it before it's yeah kind of similar i was we always hunted like my dad i was bow hunted because he was coaching football and and we just had more time yeah you know so that's what that's what we did and uh yeah, my dad killed several elk, elk with his bow and deer and mule deer and whatnot. But I, yeah, I never. My first shot at a big game animal was up here. Yeah, that moose that's hanging on the wall out yeah. there. When I was seventeen, I'd about shit myself, <laughs> busted my face wide open. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh,
1: yeah, my first—that was actually my first uh, big game animal too. Was a uh, was a moose. Yeah. Me and my dad both uh, we shot shot him like seconds apart they're sitting there fighting oh and nice it came, came up on them they're fighting and we were like ow five six hundred yards out and with, with a buddy and knew nothing about moose hunting and everything yeah. he's like just run up on them just go he's like they don't care <laughs> about you right now they're into each other just go yeah whatever your comfortable range is and i uh she was like a week before the season i didn't even own a rifle up to that point I had yeah tons of shotguns but didn't even own a rifle so like a week before we got invited on this moose hunt and stuff went and bought a cheap uh what was it one of those uh models Ruger or Remington model 710 throwaways that you get Dude, at Dude. <laughs> so
0: you bring that not to interject um I don't know if I can if my cord will reach one of these mm-hmm. <laughs> That exact
1: one, yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of those. What so, what caliber is this one? 30-06. That's exactly what it was. The 30-06. So yep.
0: I don't know what it was about that time frame, apparently, <laughs> but that was the first.
1: So it got r- the gray stock on it. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Ug- just And it's even uglier <laughs> if it's possible than it was back then. But it's been rattle canned a couple times when I thought that was cool. But, yeah, I bought this gun. I saved up for this working potatoes or working potatoes all summer when uh, I think I was 15 when I bought that. So I started doing that when I was, like, 11 in the summers, and then when I was 15, I, I needed a rifle. I was, like, over <laughs> this not-killing stuff. And so I saved up and bought that, and it was between that or a Ruger, like, uh, stainless—it was, of course, in the Walmart turnstile, you know, yep. that or a Ruger stainless 25 out 6 which I'm kicking myself in the, like now, yeah. It's no question which was the superior choice, but um, you know, just eating up reading reviews and magazines. because oh, that's bigger. When, <laughs> that was when the set. Well, that's when the 710 came out. I, that was, was the first. The first year it was out was when I bought that rifle. And you know, it's like, oh, it's got a nylon sleeve inside the receiver and blah blah. You know, and this and that. And the rifle actually shoots pretty freaking well yeah. for what it is. Like, it's a yeah. brick man. But have, I, have I, you I c- ever
1: broke the uh, the little clip piece here?
0: No, I haven't. That so magazine mine, release? Yep,
1: that magazine release. So mine actually broke on mine, and they had no replacement parts for it, no nothing. So I actually still have mine, but it just,
0: the, it's, it's just it's just a single it, shot. It's a nice nice single shot now. <laughs> you could always like duct tape your magazine in, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sit it in, duct tape on. I got a lot
1: nicer rifles now. You yeah.
0: Know? So no, that thing, I I actually hadn't shot that rifle in years. And I don't know what made me get it out and shoot it. <laughs> it just felt bad, I guess, leaving it there. But man, ugly as sin. But I killed a lot of I killed a lot of shit with that rifle. I killed my moose, you know, first several moose, sheep, caribou, black bears. Um, it was a good, you know, yeah. it, it served its purpose. I'm yeah. thinking about trying to go and shoot another caribou with it.
1: There you go. Actually, I got a couple more days. It opens up.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I may let the initial. I may wait for a little more snow. You know, I'm like gambling that it's not gonna close again. But
1: yeah, oh, I'm thinking uh, on when we first when it first opens up. If the if the snow stays the way it is and it doesn't get too much deeper, I'm probably gonna break my horses out. Yeah, run up there and go go get past everybody with the horses and yeah, one, cause it, one last little hurrah before
0: before winter really yeah. gets in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Sorry to digress from you. See, you bought your, you bought your seven ten just like I did. Yep. <laughs> well, I
1: actually I didn't even buy it. Uh, um, let's see the when we got up here, you know, everybody was broke and everything from trying to move up here and yep. everything else. So the The guy who invited us on the hunt was like, "Hey, you know, I'll I'll buy you the rifle. It's your first rifle. I'll buy it for you and everything else. And you can just work." Because it was like
0: three hundred bucks with yeah. a, with a bushnell scope with the bushnell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, and he you know, he told me he's like, "You know, you just come work for me in the summer and, and work it off." So I was like, "Yeah, heck yeah, man, I'm I'm game for that." You know? Yeah. And so had like how I put. I think I didn't knew, I knew nothing about shooting rifles or anything at that point in my life, and so put like five or six shots through it and could hit, could, uh, you know, I've put in a nice little group at a hundred yards and they're like, Oh yeah, you're good to go. You know, just kind of the old, the old style thinking, yep. you know, yeah, you, you hit a pie plate. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're all right. You know? <laughs> so we took off up there and, and went hunting. And, uh, so, you know, we ended up seeing these bulls, spotted them, everything got off the four wheelers at about a thousand yards and just took off running at these bulls. This guy said, you know, they're not going to, they're not even going to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. I think we ran up to like 50 yards of them. Oh, man. And they're sitting there fighting, turning circles and stuff. And so dad told me, you oh, know, get steady. And, of course, I'm shaking all over the yeah. place. I've never shot anything <laughs> bigger than a goose, you
0: know. And those things are just like 50 yards away stomping. They're big. Oh, yeah. That's and intimidating. They're, they're, they're-, <laughs> sn-
1: they're snorting, and, I mean, yeah. I'm having, you know, there's grass and sticks Coming almost as far as we are, you know, from them fighting. So, yeah. So they're uh, they're getting after it, and Dad said, you know, when, when they turn broadside again, just let them have it. I'm like, All right, you know. So he turns broadside, I shoot, and they kind of pulled apart, and my bowl backed up, kind of staggered back a little bit, and Dad's bowl was just a touch smaller. He thought, hey,
2: yeah, I'm winning now. So he just
1: plowed into plowed into the bowl I shot, and and uh, uh, ended up knocking him down. He didn't get back up from that. And, uh, so that bull's kind of standing there just walking around strutting his stuff. And yeah. <laughs> dad, uh, dad had, uh, um, his rifles were still in Washington at that point. Mm-hmm. So he, he had borrowed a rifle from a, a friend for that hunt. And he, he shot, uh, shot his bull, well, his bull just, I mean, immediately just took off just running hard. And I think, uh, he hit him, I, he hit him good, but he just I don't. Know, there's, yeah, well, he's they're all moose. Wound up yeah, here's yeah. moose. They're wound up, and, and you know, it
0: takes a while for them to
1: die. Sometimes. Yeah, they're not hard to kill, but they take a long time to tip over. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so he took off running, and Dad went to rack another shell, and his gun jams on him. So he looks at me. He goes, "Hey, don't let him get away. Shoot him. Shoot him for me. Put one in him. I'll, I'm gonna get my j- gun unjammed. You know. So I'm sitting there, you know, fumble around <laughs> trying to get my safety back off, and and no big game hunting experience at all. You know, yeah. and this moose is running kind of at a 45 degree angle away from me and so i finally get the safety off and moose at this point's like 120 yards away yeah on a on a run and i i i'm used to bird hunting Mm -hmm. so i take my lead out in front and touch off you know because you know that's how, how i'd always been taught you know lead them when they're moving and everything else you know so i take a shot and this bull just stops dead in his tracks i mean just locks him up and he just starts throwing his head every which and way and by this time, Dad gets his gun on jam, shoots the moose. He tips over, so we we start cleaning all the moose and everything, and get up there and we're looking at dads and and uh, uh, we roll them over and getting hide off and everything. And there's two bullets in them, both about inch and a half apart, just right there in the lungs. Yeah, nice shots. And Dad's like, well, "Where'd you hit him? I don't know." So we get through the, you know, whole moose getting quarters off and ribs and this and that and get up to where we're going to take the head off. And our buddy Jerry goes, hey, Frank, I found where he hit him. And, I, I mean, I punched him right through the nose. Oh, man. it's <laughs> right there. That's why he locked him up and just, oh, I mean, geez. just throwing his head. But,
0: yeah, what are you going to do? And that's what you're used You're used to swinging yeah. a shotgun in yeah. front of stuff.
1: Well, and, you know, I just, shoot, I was
0: or even shooting at a deer running like 100 yards is a different story than a moose. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that and and uh I don't even know how old I was that time. That was That would have been I don't
0: even remember. <laughs> it, was, it was a while back. <laughs> a long time ago.
1: <laughs> yep. But but yeah, no, it was that was that was my start into big game hunting. Nice. And then uh um you actually not unknowingly unknowingly kind of got me into sheep hunting um had uh (laughs) sorry
0: guys (laughs) got producing another sheep hunter (laughs) yeah
1: yeah the uh uh walt armstrong Mm -hmm. i uh so uh me and walt armstrong went went uh i have that farm out there on Allison farm road yeah and uh i brought walt armstrong out moose hunting with me one night Mm-hmm. Wanted to get some meat for the freezer. I was playing football and
0: teacher of ours.
1: Yeah, old teacher of ours. Uh, our athletic director.
0: Well, so you never actually had him as a teacher? No, I never had him as a no, teacher. I took, yeah, the, I took history from him and uh history and like photography and then it was not it wasn't too long after I got out of high school that he just became the A D. Anyway, sorry.
1: <laughs> but so he uh you know, he was doing the school stuff and I was playing football and stuff, didn't really have time to hunt. And so we hopped in, I had a little jacked up Toyota pickup back then, you know, picked mm-hmm. my tires and thought I was cool and all that good stuff. And, uh, so we hopped in the truck and ran out moose hunting that night and, uh, came back to school the next day and I come and get jerked out of class by, by police officers. Oh jeez! I had a class and they throw me in handcuffs and I'm going for the car. And I mean, they hadn't <laughs> told me what I did, nothing. I think, you know, I was sitting there, you know, half asleep in class and all of a sudden I'm getting drug out by cops and I'm like what is going on i don't even know what i did oh you know? man and they throw me in the back of the cop car and all of a sudden walt armstrong comes out just just livid you know red in the face and him and the cops are going around and around in circles and how half hour 45 minutes you know cops finally let me out of the car and they go hey you know call your mom tell her to get the guns out of your truck I'm like what guns and they go the gun's in your back seat it's like guns in my back seat you know it's like I don't have any, uh, it just dawned on me. I was like, man, I had my hunting rifle in the back seat with me and Walt and I just spaced it that, yeah, we got back in late and everything and just spaced it and somebody had seen it in the back of my truck and called it in and all that stuff. So he kept me out of, kept me out of handcuffs. Mom comes, gets the gun and they, you know, tell me to go back to class, this and that and made sure I wasn't going to shoot up the place. (laughs) But so, so then we went, go back into, uh, Walt's office and he had actually had a, uh, a picture of you with a sheep right there. Oh. And Walt was like, yeah, you know, he's like, Frank, you like hunting, you like doing this and, you know, all this other stuff. He's like, this, this right here is a pinnacle. This he's, <laughs> he's like, this is what you got to do. He's like, you know, this guy's got, you know, he was a, a student of mine and this and that. He's like, you got to get out and, and go get a sheep if you want to be a real hunter, you know? <laughs> I, was like, all, all right, like, I was like, all right, well' like, I was like, that guy ain't got nothing on me. I'm, I'm, I can do that. So, uh, two years later, yeah, two years later, I had graduated in my senior year. I was finally able to yeah, I wasn't going to college or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I was going to work. So you're like, this like, guy's
0: not going to college.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I I was like, man, I'm going sheep hunting this year. You know, i had been for two years kind of stewing on it. And every time I go by New Orleans office or whatnot, see that picture of you with the Ram. And so I was like, I got to go get a sheep, you know? And, and I just kind of started obsessing over it mm-hmm. and reading what I could on sheep hunting and everything else. And so my first year, uh, went up the mountain me and my dad and went and got him a beautiful ram and he ended up blowing his back or throwing his back out way back oh. in the mountains um and uh uh i mean he came out with his pack and his rifle and he was using his rifle as a walking stick because mm-hmm. at oh, that point he didn't know nothing about walking sticks or nothing so yeah. i had all my stuff all his stuff and a full sheep on oh and come back out of the mountains you know where the spot yeah, i came yeah, out of yeah and, and just, I mean, just a death march at that point. <laughs> we left left the backside there, and we didn't make it back to the tent. I think till, and I mean, of course, I didn't. I left my tent sleep. I didn't know, didn't know nothing then. So yeah. I left my tent, sleeping bag, food, water, everything at the tent. And we ended up miles back in there shooting the sheep, and didn't make it back. No water, no nothing till three o'clock in the morning back. <sighs> and I actually, ended up seeing the ram that I killed. Uh, a little while later on the walk out and we got, uh, got back to the tent, you know, got back to the wheelers, drove out the next day and dad would ask me, he's like, well, are you going to go back in there? That was pretty brutal. You know? And I, I was wearing like cheap Danner boots, yeah. you know, like the Danner pronghorns. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and I mean, they were blown out. I bought them brand new for that hunt, you know, and they're just blown out, just toast. So, uh, He's like, well, you know, you're going to go back in, go get that sheep. I was like, heck, yeah, I am. Like, that's, I I was already trying to figure out how I was going to buy more boots and this oh, and that yeah. and everything else. And so I went, Uh, uh didn't have, could, couldn't find the money, everything else, you know, fresh out of high school and everything. So I couldn't find the money, nothing like that. So I grabbed my work boots, put mm-hmm. my work boots on and, and took back off into the mountains. And uh, um, me and a buddy uh, went back in there shot that sheep or shot the sheep that we, we found. And that's actually to date still my biggest ram. Oh, wow. And, uh, um, come down the, we were coming down the mountain the next day. And, uh, uh, so the walk in, I stayed ridgeline the whole walk in, uh, coming out. I decided I was like, man, I could take off three miles if I just cut this valley. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, we dropped the valley, get down in the bottom of this valley and and uh here comes the bears. I mean, we looked up and seen them from a long ways away and we kept the glass on them, kept the glass on them for a couple hours and finally wind switched and we watched them both there's two grizz, they stood up and caught our wind and started down towards us. Jeez. So they they ended up, you know, took them about how 15 20 minutes to cover what took us almost 6 hours. Mhm. You know, cuz we had to go out the way they were. Oh yeah and so they come down at us and and long story short we had to dlp them um they when I mean, we rolled rocks down at them we're throwing rocks and at about 250 yards they started into a run at us coming up the hill and and uh we shot them we just kind of i looked at my buddy he looked at me and was like i'm not letting them get any closer they're on a run we have a bloody sheep in our pack no nope, yeah. no nope, this ain't happening so we both both we dumped both bears kind of a one two three and shot them both and and uh ended up having to deal with that whole fun situation and everything else yeah
0: that's like yeah the worst part of all that is like i think about sometimes i i i haven't had to haven't had to deal p1 on a sheep hunt but i think i've seen them and think and like had a couple situations that were like yeah if it'd gone a different way maybe would have but just like what a pain in the ass like that it's like the stupid bear is going to ruin my entire like hunt because now i'm legally required to deal with that yep but you know it is what it is but yeah so yeah no fun that'll get your yeah get your heart pumping though for sure and some bears it's weird you know sometimes those bears will be just and in areas where they're shot at frequently like they're pretty terrified of people but sometimes you get ones that are like do what you said just like they'll they catch wind of you and come towards you
1: (laughs) well and they were both pretty small bears they were, i think like six and a half footers oh yeah what they what they squared out to you know like six and a half footers so they're younger and you know they smell the blood in the pack and at that point it was either pitch the sheep and let them have it or and turn around and run or or you know (laughs) stand our ground not give up what was ours so yeah And and
0: that stuff happens like more frequently than you would think, too. I mean, I heard one guy was one guy was telling us that he uh, almost ran out of ammunition from like warning shots. <laughs> you know, try the yeah. bears just push some of the you know, like younger bears. You know, pushing the yep. pushing the limits. But yeah, no thanks. So
1: so still on that on that first or that hunt coming back out, we do the death march through the valley, which I've never never since done again <laughs> We, will you know hunted that spot quite a few times since then we'll never ne- we'll never ever go back through that valley it took a lot longer but we got back our, to our tent that night at like one o'clock in the morning and our tent had been raided by oh, somebody geez. all our food all our water gone oh man i had i had a nice pair of sworo binos sitting on my sleeping bag i had uh I don't even remember what all we had there. We had tons of money worth of gear sitting there, yeah, in inside the tent, and all our food and water's gone. And at that point, you know, we get back at one o'clock in the oh, morning. Yeah. We're just beat. All we want is food and water, and we're sitting there. It's like, man, I'd trade these binos for just a drink of water right <laughs> oh, now, Oh, dude.
0: Well, that's it's just that's what's so so messed up about that, and why, gen- like, generally people don't mess with your stuff mm-hmm. up here, you know, unless you've like really pissed somebody off, you know, even then it's not right. But, um, yeah, that's pretty low man. Cause you like really like, you know, could, you know, could be criminally charged because you're yeah. putting people in a super dangerous situation. Yeah. Like, well, and had, you know, if you had you'd leave, leave stuff there that you need to yeah. survive.
1: Yeah, I mean, had we been in a different situation, not where we actually were, you know, we we're in a pretty easily accessible yeah. area and whatnot. So, had we had we been any, anywhere else? I mean, that's yeah, it could be a could put you into a real sticky situation quick.
2: Yeah.
0: But, oh, man. Well, sounds like you earned that first one. <laughs> yeah, first one. So, yeah, that was four four
1: days, four days on on that and two sheep. You know, that nice. was coming out, getting back to town, re back up. and That's pretty good. Back in what game. year
0: was that? That would
1: have been, tw- tw- see, that was 2012, what that, or no, oh, 11.
0: 11? 11. 11. Yeah, no, that was 2011. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, that was my
1: first, yeah, my first one. We did two in four days.
0: Man, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Pretty good numbers there, and especially, yeah, right out of high school. That, I mean, that's kind of the same way I got into it. My uncles had all had been sheep hunting a bunch and guided sheep hunts and stuff like that. Basically, soon as I saw, soon as I saw one of them hanging on the wall, yeah. I m- knew I I needed to get one of those. And yeah, first year, D- does it first change year, at all? No, <laughs> I don't know. Some stuff, some stuff changes. Like I don't get just all. Yeah, I do get kind of anxious about it sometimes. I don't get near as like worked up about it way ahead of time as I used to. I think probably just because I'm busy and I got a lot more shit going on now than I than I did, and you know, just more experience. I get excited. I don't really get too wound up about it until it's like I start. I feel sick like right before it's time to go, and then I start getting excited like once it's yeah, I get those pre game jitters. There. Yeah. Well, oh, that's the worst, especially going by myself. It's just like... Yeah. feel like I want to puke, but... And then you're like... You're hoping that you're not forgetting anything. Yeah. But, uh yeah, I mean, I, I remember, like, that was my first one. And, I mean, I had decided, you know, the spring before that that, that I was going to go sheep hunting and spent all summer just trying to accumulate gear and... This
1: one here's that one you got back up in that other spot, isn't it? Um big kind heavy, of heavy double broomer
0: no that was in the alaska range
1: okay but oh no this or this one's yeah him. yeah yeah this one's him yeah yeah yep yeah i seen him two years before you shot him
0: yeah we and we seen we saw him the year before i got him we spent yeah. like four days trying to kill him i
1: spent let's see i seen him i seen him and we spent uh we Yeah, we, I think we were like five or six days trying to kill them. We, we ran out of food. Yeah. We, we had to get uh, back out.
0: That's the worst. Man, especially when, when you found one you want to kill, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I just need to be patient, and eventually, like, they're going to get in the right spot. I mean, same thing this year, just like, time and circumstance yep. you know we had we found the sheep we found you know more than one sheep that we were be we'd be perfectly willing to kill but yeah just didn't work out so i
1: ran into the same problem this year <laughs> mine wasn't i had the time i did not have the right circumstance this year
0: yeah <laughs> man that uh you might have to tell that one <laughs> if it's yeah if you can do it without giving away too much information uh,
1: well yeah we how well, we went up into the spot with our horses and uh my dad was uh leaving like four days after me yeah so i didn't take as many horses as i wanted because yeah, you to weren't take you were there.
0: thinking if i remember you were thinking that you weren't going to be able to take horses initially and then yep. he decided not to take as many or something like that yeah
1: well yeah we we're we were going back and forth over this and that and he was going into an area with a guy and the guy didn't really i mean i i probably could have said hey you know i'm they're my horses and you guys are going in with them and this yeah. and that. I'm going to, I'm going to weasel my way in on this hunt, but I was, I just, you know, Hey, I'm going to go to a new spot, try something new. I I wanted to go look at it for a while. And the, and I pretty much just told my dad, I was like, Hey, I'm taking my horses. You can take yours. I'm, I'm going to take mine and you know, we'll just kind of split the difference. You guys can't have as plush of a sheep camp yeah. as, <laughs> as you wanted to have. So we ended up just taking two, me and the wife, and, and not riding in this year. We just packed them. Mm-hmm. So we threw, threw everything on, and, and me and the wife headed into the mountains. Which the-
0: people think that sounds like brutal, man, just having something to carry all your stuff. Oh, oh.
1: game changer. Yeah. I mean, absolute game changer. Um, this, the the amount of ground you could cover mm-hmm. was, was just insane. So going in to get where we were, uh, to get where we've ended up actually pulling out of took us like two and a half days to get there yeah but we did a ton of glassing, and uh um like we were up in the brooks you know we had to get past the corridor and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff to get out where we wanted to be so you know we hoofed it got past the corridor and then ton of glassing. you know we had two days before season opened up we were just gonna go find some sheep and sit on them and you know, try and double up on opening morning, mm-hmm. and so we pack way back in and and you know do a ton of glassing to get to where we're at and everything. And uh, the original spot that I wanted to get to was uh, around the corner from where I ended up. Mm-hmm. We ended up finding a, a band of rams, and there was eight of them in it, and six were 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 definite lookers. Yeah, um, we were about a mile mile and a half off of them, and so we just held up. We said, you know, hey, we're gonna sit right here and, and, uh, just kind of wait till, wait till season opens. So that was the, that was the plan. That's what we did. And then, uh, let's see, it was like a, was it a Thursday that season or Friday?
0: I can't remember see. what day it was this year. I well, can't even, I don't even know what day the, today is. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: on the, on the ninth, the, so the, the ninth, it was like eight o'clock at night. We decided, we're like, Hey, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna go get on these sheep um you know because up there in the brooks it stays real light mm-hmm. and stuff so we're gonna get on these the old midnight do the do the midnight one two three me and the life and try and double up and and have big old smiles and high fives but we uh about eight o'clock i went up put put the spot and scope on the rams and and got some uh real good looks at them you know and they were like mile 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 and a half you know i mm-hmm. was just kind of gps and i'm uh guessing at how far they were and uh um You know, at that far down at like the three quarter mark, they were still pretty heavy. So I was like, you know, there's a, there's going to be at least two of them that are, that are legal in, in that group of eight. And then, you know, there was, we seen some more up over in this drainage here and more in this drainage here. We have seen quite a few sheep, a lot Mm -hmm. more than I expected to see, honestly, up there. And, uh, so I go up there, put the glass on them, look everything over. Okay. You know, everything's lined up perfect and they get up kind of on, in this glacier field and uh i go you know as soon as they go up over that we're gonna load the horses up and go you know because mile mile with the horses and, and at this point we'd be riding them because we mm-hmm. we're just gonna leave camp at the head of the valley and stuff yeah. we we're just gonna boogie up in there hobble the horses up and up and around and come down on top of them what's the what's the game plan and i turned back around from glassing these sheep they you know they kind of dip over into this cut uh where i wanted them to go what they had done the night before and everything and and uh we uh uh, I turned back around and fold up the glass and, you know, go load horses up to go. And I look down and, and about a mile, mile and a half out, I see there's four grizzlies coming up the river. I'm like, oh crap, you know, four, four bears. So I put the glass on the bears. I start looking and, and, uh, it was a sow with three cubs and, uh, just, just by watching them long enough, I knew yeah. it was a sow and three cubs. I couldn't tell who was a sow, you know, without, yeah, they were if like I wouldn't have been watching them, they're growing up, yeah, they're growing up cubs. cubs. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this, this is a whole lot of, of no fun. Yeah. But, and since they were coming up towards us too. So I go, well, you know, it's still only eight o'clock. I'm going to, we'll see what these bears are doing first before we decide to go make a play on these sheep. You know, don't need them following me up and boxing me in this valley with the horses. hmm and so we, uh, uh, we sit there and we're watching, sure shit, the bears just keep on coming at us and keep coming at us. And, and at about at that time, I, I looked to my right and I'm like, well, there's two bears up there and they're coming at us. Jeez. just like, this is stupid. You know, and there's, you know, they weren't running together, but there's two more over there and kind of look down around the corner back towards that one Lake. Yeah. And. It's like, damn it! There's bears over there. It's like, what did we just get ourselves into? You know? It's like, okay, well, those sheep are up there where they're at. They're not moving. They know they're safe. We're we're gonna just call. I'm gonna stick down here with the horses. And hopefully, the bears kind of clear out tonight. Yeah. You know, everybody go their own separate way. And so we we get up in there, our uh, go to sleep and wake up in the middle of the night to the horses bailing off into the creek bottom so get up get up throw a couple shots down in the creek bottom bears run off you know a couple hours later you can hear hear the horses bailing off in the creek bottom again bear coming up the other side so throw a couple how
0: sh- do you uh how do you kind of secure them at night so um
1: depending on i, I yeah. mean it depends on where i'm yeah at. yeah um up there in that country we're at i mean there's nothing
0: Nothing to tie him.
1: Nothing to tie a horse to. I mean, you can't run no high lines for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the probably the best way to uh, to put them out would be picking them. Yeah, but then you're really screwing your horse if you have a situation like like where we a have. bear comes in. Yeah, and they gotta try to get, to get away. Them. They can't get away. Yeah, and I my horses they're pretty pretty decent horses. So I just had them front hobbled. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, and a horse you give them any any time at all in hobbles, and they can run in hobbles. Hmm. I mean, full on. A full-on run um so if you don't really trust your horses yeah <laughs> which i mean i you know, we kind of train our horses too to where um i run a uh a, a wet wet cob so it's uh corn corn and barley with molasses yeah. and i take a metal coffee can with me and so a couple weeks before season starts i'll go out and throw a little wet cob in the in the coffee can, and I shake it mm-hmm. to where they, you know, get used to that sound. And then, oh, hey, I get a treat, you know. So get out there hunting in the morning. If my horses are a mile away from the tent, you know, put a little wet cob in the coffee can, shake it, and pff, they're right back at the tent. Oh, nice. So it's no, I mean, they know if that coffee can goes off, they're getting it. It's not a treat. like
0: you have to run and cat. You know?
1: No, I don't got to go run catch them, nothing like that. And then, you know, the horses are pretty, uh, my horse, she don't like to go nowhere. She mm. likes to stick stick pretty close to me. So even in the tent, you know, a couple times you know, I just about got rolled over on because she come oh, come lay down that. next to the tent and start to start to lean into me. Oh, man, I'd, I'd have to get up and smack her on the butt and get her get her up and away from the tent because she likes to. She's a little homebody. Yeah. So. But tell you what, you want a real comfortable sheep sheep hunting camp? You take horses because you know the everybody's worried about the sleeping pads and everything else like that. You just take the saddle blankets off, put it underneath your sleeping pad. Then you got like the
0: oh yeah, it's a little more insulation. Oh, a ton ton yeah. more.
1: It's a lot more. It's a lot warmer. And then you know, no no rocks getting through the saddle pads and stuff. So it's
0: oh that's yeah, a game changer. Yeah, <laughs> that no. in itself. I think Nick was saying he uh, he was saying he kind of blew out his sleeping pad this year. I've been lucky. I've been like when they first yeah when they first came out. I got one of the like the kind of. Blue green, Neo Air Thermarest Neo Airs. That's I think my dad's still running that one. That thing's still like I got one of the giant ones too. It's you know extra long, tall, whatever, and uh, it's kind of heavy. But man, that thing like knock on wood has been really, (laughs) really, really good so far. And I mean, I've had it for since 2014. I think is when I bought it, or 2015. Yeah, it's 2015. I think I bought it. So, I mean, but still for a stinging air pad, yeah. like that's pretty good. Well, I've
1: been, I've been running that, uh, uh, what is it? Like the ultra, super ultra light, uh, that Sea to Summit Yeah, kind of looks like a uh, eggshell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the yellow one. Yeah. I forget. I mean, it's super, super light, but, and it, it does good in the rocks and everything like that mm-hmm. for, for keeping me, you know, from being on the rocks and stuff, but it does nothing to keep the cold.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. That Thermarest one one does good does pretty good on the cold i have another one that's like zen bivy or something it's kind of a kind of a granola cruncher type company but it's like they have a whole bed set up with a like down um i'm like right on the edge of a burp sorry like every every time i open my mouth i just keep my mouth shut but uh that the pad that comes with that like whole quote-unquote system has actually has like Primaloft inside it oh yeah and uh and it's a pretty warm pad, but, yeah, that thing's got a leak in it somewhere. It was deflating deflating on me at moose camp, luckily on top of my cot, so I, I wasn't suffering too bad. I mean, people should feel a little bit bad for me, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Uh, yeah.
1: Well, we, uh, I actually got the, uh, so after I'd been running those Sea to Summits for a little while, I went and got uh, one of those Sea to Summit with the thicker ones that has, like, the memory foam in them. Okay. And a lot heavier. You know, it's kind of moose hunting pad is yeah. definitely not a, not my sheep hunting pad, but, uh, got two of those and, and me and the wife and, and, uh, um, they, for some reason this year they wouldn't hold air and I only huh. used them like three times Weird. and I was just like sitting there scratching my head. So I just called up, uh, I called up see to summit and said, Hey, you know, as there, you know, is the the, va- I couldn't figure out where it's leaking, why it's leaking. I go, can I send these back to you and you fix them or what? You know, they're like a $400 sleeping pad. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah. Can you guys, you know, if I send them back, even if I got to pay, you know, a little something, whatever, just can I get these things fixed? I don't want to have to go buy another $400 pad. Yeah. And he goes, well, uh, send me a picture of your receipt. I was like, picture of my receipt? And he's like, yeah. So I sent him a picture, emailed him a picture of the receipt. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, bought it a couple years. You said you only used it a couple times? I go, yeah, I only used it a couple times. He's like, oh, we'll just send you a brand new one. I go, well, you want me to send these ones back? He goes, no. He goes, I'll send you a brand new one. i am sending you a a valve kit and a big patch kit and this and that and everything with it. And he goes, hopefully you can get those two fixed. He goes, if not, he goes, throw them away. Nice. Cool. No,
0: it's (laughs) always nice when companies treat you right, you know. Yeah. Because that stuff, like, Uh, just, yeah, none of the gear really really is cheap no i mean i've been pretty spoiled especially no good gear no no i mean i've been well not kind of spoiled i've been flat out spoiled with like from outdoor life and writing and stuff being able to get a lot of stuff for free or severely discounted and that's helped but yeah just hearing about your first sheep hunt like reminds me so much of mine (laughs) Because like I, I don't know why I remember some of the stuff. But I had like, an old
1: army bag, one old, of the army surplus bags, you know. And oh yeah, yeah, no, just, the
0: old Remington Model Seven Ten. I actually had I had, you know, this rifle. The scope <laughs> on this twenty two mag is like a VX one or whatever it was like, because yeah. the obvious, as you know, the scope that came on those seven tens <laughs> was absolute garbage.
1: Well, that's that's what I shot my first sheep with, and <laughs> a garbage scope, and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap so, gun, and- but
0: before sheep hunting, I I bought a loophole that was like a it was only like a it was like a VX one or a rifleman, I think is what they called it. But you know, like the lowest end loophole. But I mean, the thing still, I've used it for almost had it for almost twenty years. It's on that twenty two mag now. It still shoots fine. But yeah, yeah. like Cabela's, these like leather. It was like Iron Ridge hunting boots like the cabela's um like full leather yep like gnarly like army boot almost looking <laughs> looking leather boots and i mean they it, oh man looking back it i was hurt but um How it worked think? man one well, yeah my You're also younger then <laughs> also was a lot younger
1: yeah <laughs> it's easier to recoup after a sheep hunt
0: yeah and yeah some of it some of it's like i feel like luck played into to doing well. I mean we worked hard too, but ancient spotting scope. And then like the next year I saved up and bought like a hundred fifty dollar spotting scope. Literally and hunted with that for a year. And then saved up for a five hundred dollar spotting scope. Yeah. And slowly, slowly chipped away.
1: I look I look back at some of those sheep hunts where, you know, luck luck played a lot of it, but dumb ambition
0: yeah, being stupid. Being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I killed I killed a
1: couple sheep off of just being stupid. Like yeah. like you know, I I was looking at like this year, you know, that hunt I was on this year. Eighteen year old, nineteen year old me. I would have taken the horses up, hobbled them up and been like, Well, you know, if you're if you're here when I get back, cool. If yeah. not, I'm coming out with a sheep, you <laughs> yeah. know, instead this year I'd pull out and, you know, I'd rather rather not have to pack a saddle on my back. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, well it's some sometimes like I don't know, it was just like too dumb dumb enough to take like risks that I probably wouldn't take nowadays and also and there like the other side of that is sometimes like it can you can let it cripple you oh yeah a little bit if yeah, you like, get too indecisive sometimes like ah yep. oh, what should we do Where the old days was like oh,
1: well, there they are let's yeah. go get them it's like well it's dark in an hour we we can make it there and shoot them before that you know before yeah. it's dark <laughs> <laughs> let's go so yeah. and then you pack back you know you can like you know, thinking back now, my first like uh, first three, three or four sheep hunts, every sheep we shot was right. I mean, right at dark. Yeah. And then I'm packing three, four miles back to the tent across shale slopes and this and that stuff. That now I'm like, I'll break an ankle if I do that now. Yeah. You know, you know, just just stuff like that where I normally wouldn't, wouldn't. Uh. Or now I want. I'd just like no. I'm smarter than that. I'm not going to go do something. You know, go, go sliding down a hill in the middle of the night you know and yeah. and shoot i mean those first couple of hunts you know uh shoot i took spills down the hill and everything else you know packing back with a sheep in the in the dark with a you know cheap walmart headlamp
0: yeah and, the old energizer i still got you know, i don't know those energizer headlamps man <laughs> they work but uh yeah, yeah. And, and, and i don't know you just experience a lot more of what can go wrong and like you got that spinning in the back of your head the whole time like you're thinking about whether i should do this or not. yeah <laughs> like well, certain then, things or not and then
1: now you know i think like you know before if, when before yeah if i fall down the mountain break a leg or whatnot ah, it's gonna really suck getting out of here and this and that but i'm just fending for myself you know now if i go get hurt in the mountains now i got family and yep. kids and all that stuff so i gotta gotta play it a little safer but at the same time like you said sometimes i could be a a hindrance on the same thing where, you know, I might've come out with a couple more sheep than, than I got had I risked it a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just try not to beat myself up about it too bad, but, um, yeah, no. Um, I was well, then
1: you were, you were smart about it where, I mean, you got your, you kept getting sheep after I think my th- first, second or third one, I got all super excited about, I mean, just... Everybody needed to know about sheep hunting, you know? Yeah, like it was so cool. Everybody yeah. needed to know. So I took I was taking buddies and this and that and we'd get done on a sheep hunt, I'd go get them a sheep. I'm like, okay, you know, we're ready to go back in and get mine. They're like, There ain't no way in hell I'm going back up there. Yeah. I'm like, Well, what's what's going on? We just got you know, I packed your sheep out for you, Are you gonna come out, we pack out mine There, like, No, I'm never doing that again. Like that yeah. sucked. And I'm just like, Why did I take you in? Like I was trying to show you something Yeah, you know, show you something really cool, get them amped up. So there was there was a couple years there where where I I should have just went and sheep hunting cuz I love sheep hunting but yeah. I was trying to trying to find a good sheep partner and everything yeah. else and Well
0: that's okay and there's it's like I don't know part of that's part of that's trial and error and sometimes like you just can't can't control what other people do and sometimes they screw you a little bit Yeah. or at least your perspective I mean it, and the, like the whole like hunting partner thing man it's tough to find like a good reliable hunting partner oh, that, my that my hunting partner on.
1: now is tougher than I am so. yeah your wife <laughs> yeah but <laughs> <Well>, it's <laughs> like you know here a couple shoot we we went on uh uh we drew the delta tag here a few yeah. years ago and uh and uh actually I think I put in for delta finally again this year <laughs> but but uh
0: what do you have to wait for year your- because yeah. it's only toke so I thought that you had to wait four years.
1: Uh, I thought I read it in the regs that yeah. you had to wait four years for Delta also.
0: I'll have to I, look at that. I
1: don't think that's the case. Huh. Well, I should have been putting in then. <laughs> I know toke. Yeah.
0: But, which, yeah, I guess toke, like, I, someone was telling me they dropped for this year, they dropped the number of tags down to 10. Oh, wow. Which they just got clobbered with the winter. Yeah. You know, I got yeah. in there. I got my, I drew it in the nick of time. When I drew, you know, because there the was year a lot after of rams. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. The, yeah, exact year. So yep. I,
1: I drew Delta, the year you drew Toke, and then I <laughs> drew <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Then I drew Toke the, the next year. Yeah. Anyway,
0: so. <laughs> sorry to digress from your story.
1: <laughs> but so we went. Uh, I actually went in on that. Sh- that year I drew Delta. I went in, uh, opening day. I had the later tag, so it was mm-hmm. a motorized tag. Went in opening day. Got in there. Beautiful day. And from then on, it proceeded to snow and snow and snow and snow and snow and snow, snow. I mean uh, so much snow. I mean, it broke the tent poles on us in the middle of one night. Um, you know, woke up with the snow on the yeah. face and trying to get, so we ended up having to bug out off of that hunt. Um, turned or got back home, had to work for a few days, wrap up some jobs and stuff, and then took back, took off back in on another hunt. And my wife wasn't with me for any of this. Yeah. She, she had, uh, uh, um, dislocated her knee
0: that's right yeah i knew it was so, some deep knee problem I yeah so what.
1: so uh she she just wasn't she wasn't gonna go sheep hunting that year you know and she was bumming super she, hard yeah
0: you guys party drew right
1: yeah we party drew so we both had tags in our pockets and she would have been bumming the same if i would have drawn it mm-hmm. she didn't have a tag she just likes to go along so she's was, she's was bumming pretty hard you know she has a tag in her pocket and i've been on one sheep hunt and i'm going back out on another for delta you know I go in on this other hunt and me and a buddy go, go up in, uh, um, go up in a spot and we get up into this spot and I mean, we find just a cranker of a ram in there. We watched him for days and he was literally, <clears throat> literally in a hole. He had one other smaller ram with him and he was literally just in a hole and couldn't, I mean, he was 800 and... Uh, just a touch out of over eight hundred yards, almost straight down from us, where we could see him.
0: Wow! And just a and little box canyon. Just somewhere. a
1: box canyon, and the only way in on him was right around this open face, and there was no way you could, no way you could wrap it without him seeing you. Because so we tried it twice, and he stood up and he'd look at us. Yeah. And this was after a couple of days of sitting there on. Our yeah, and you're like oh, watching him all day long, you know, and you're just like, we've got to do something to to get around there. And we tried it a couple of times and just no chance, you know, he'd just, he'd stand up and he'd kind of look at you. And if you walked back around the corner, he'd lay right back down and then you climb back up on top of him and look over at him and go, man, he's real nice ram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we looked at him for a long time, couldn't get him to do nothing. So we ended up pulling out. Um, we found, thought we found a way to get up on this, to get on him. Cause there was a Creek in there mm-hmm. also. And we thought if we get on the other side of the creek, it had a cut bank and we'd yeah. get underneath that cut bank. And I mean, that Creek would go right up to him. We, I started ranging stuff. And I'm like, Hey, that it's like 80 yards from him. Mm-hmm. Like, So we can go all the way back out to the road, get on this Creek. Cause there's the only way to get into this Creek because uh-huh. everything else was sheer walls. Yeah. Like, so we go all, all the way back out to the road, get in this Creek and walk the Creek up. So I called, called a friend, got waiters and everything. he met me at my truck, put the waders on. We start up in there with chest highs and get about mile, mile and a half in. And it's over our waders. Oh, (laughs) geez. uh, And it's, a, I mean, you can't even get out on the banks, just straight up and down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's no bank straight up and down. So we're like, okay, this ain't working. You know, we're not going to be able to go up this one. And it, and it was far enough. We couldn't see the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And it's flowing pretty hard. I'm not a big heavy guy. Especially <laughs> with neoprene you know. No, I, I float well, easy. <laughs> yeah. So we were we backed out of that too. And so I was like, you know, I know he's legal. He's one hundred one hundred and ten percent legal. Um it was well past full curl and he was ten years old. Um I was like I looked at the bunny, you know, we had one more day to be in there before he had to be back to work. And I go, you know, this ram hadn't moved thirty yards in four days mm-hmm. he'd walk to the water get a drink walk right over to this little slope eat come back sit in this little shale pile and just he could see everything every angle and uh so i me and buddy we're talking over like you know how do we how do we get him out of like oh well maybe throw a rock over the top just see if he'll bail out the top edge you know so we throw a rock doesn't even flinch throw another rock doesn't even flinch my buddy gets a pretty, like, foot and a half by foot and a half rock, and rolls it down the mountain, kind of rolls his head over and looks at us. Nothing. Just like, this dude knows he's safe.
0: <laughs> so at this point you're trying to get a rock to actually kill him. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know,
1: maybe if we angle it just right. But my buddy goes, you know, what are we going to do? And I I don't know. He goes, well, he goes, what if you shoot down there? You know, shoot across the, across the canyon from him. And just a gunshot, maybe he'll run out. He's going, oh, I'm not gonna shoot at that shoot at a you know, I'm not gonna shoot yeah. down there and spook him out. And he's like, Well, there's a ptarmigan right here, you wanna shoot that ptarmigan? It's like "Yeah, yeah, I'll shoot that ptarmigan. We you know, we've been eating Mountain House for I'd been eating Mountain House for days now. Yeah. So shot across the top and at and shot this ptarmigan and we both look over the edge down at this sheep and he was just looking up at us, sat there looking, I it's just like there ain't nothing we can do, man. So we, we finally go, okay, you know, we got to walk out here in a couple hours. So we bail around the corner and go, I'm going to walk right at him. Nothing. He doesn't move. Doesn't spook. If I get within 400, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot him. So we come around the corner. He stands up, looks at us just like he did previous times. And I looking at him and put the rangefinder on him and he's like eleven eh, hundred yards or so from yeah. from that angle. So we start walking walking at him, we hit about eight hundred yards and he just stretches out, walks right up the sheer face. I oh, mean stuff man. we we'd need ropes. Yeah. And he just kind of back and forth right up it, went up to the top. So Was he buddies, on the
0: same side as you or the other same, side? Same
1: side. So me and my buddy are like, This like, is our he's chance. He's out of there, yeah. Yeah, he's out of there, this is our chance. Let's go. So we bail back around the corner, come up over top and we're like, where'd he go? So we're looking, we're look over in this other one, look over here. I'm like, no way. Did we turn go- back over and he just walked straight back down to that bottom. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> like, okay, we're screwed. You know, oh, man. we had no more time. So we, we ended up bailing out. And so, uh, we had, I pretty much wrote off my Delta tag at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I can't go, go back in hunting again. Um, if I go back in again, I can't take any time off to moose hunt this year yeah and which i mean i'd rather kill a sheep than a moose any day of the week but
0: but I, yeah that's a big but <laughs> but you know
1: moose fills the freezer too mm-hmm. so we uh uh went back to went back to the house and i think there's like five days left in the season well two two nights later it's two o'clock in the morning i get a phone call from steve Hollenbeck. oh yeah at two o'clock in the morning he's like hey frank are you awake no, Steve, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. And he's like, well, hey. He's like, you didn't fill your tags, did you? I go, no. He goes, well. Because you
0: had run into him, right? It that's, I met. One yeah, spot. that's where yeah, I yeah, met. Yeah, that's where I met. I would
1: met Steve up uh, up there, scouting. It yeah. um, was the first time I would met Steve. And we got to talking back and forth and stuff. But so he calls me and, you know, hey, Frank, you know, you, you know uh, Donnie, and we just came out with Donnie's Ram. He's like, there's rams everywhere in this valley. He's like, you can ride your four-wheeler right up in there um he goes
0: cuz uh, earlier in the season the water like water was too high and it was, all sort of problems Oh, it
1: was it was too high to get in there when we went in there. Steve yeah. I mean he told me he was like, "Hey, it's it's going to be nasty." And he goes, "Just you know, mind your P's and Q's." He goes, "Don't don't go floating down the river." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, well, there's two days of season left." And Britt kind of rolls over and she looks at me. and She goes, "Hey, who is that?" That was Steve. She goes, are we going hunting? <laughs> I go, yeah. I go, I go. You want to go sheep hunting? She goes, heck yeah, I do. And I was like, you think you can make it? She's like, I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, and I had had I had just got some uh, wisdom teeth pulled. Oh, so or it w- it was you know a couple months prior. Oh, gotcha. so I wasn't suffering from nothing. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. You know, but I had had some extra Percocets off from that. I was, so I told her I was like, hey, it's like if we get up in there and it's absolutely unbearable, do you take some? Percocets and we can at least get out
0: Yeah you know? which that's a small you know Obviously like not to Make light of the yeah. opiate yeah. Crisis or whatever but Man if you you know I don't know Like I, I stashed some uh, I think it was hydrocodone I had Prescribed one time like just a few yep. In my first aid kit That I just could, keep and I like I don't even freaking touch the stuff uh, It could be the difference between you know every, you know I yeah. run
1: I run a Uh, uh, uh in reach, yeah. And, I mean, that could be the difference between hitting that little SOS button or not.
0: Yeah, on, that or in a, in a or just like you know, you messed yourself up bad enough, you know, that could like help you stay with it enough to you know get what you need to.
1: Yeah, like, to just get out and
0: yeah, get done. Anyway, no, yeah. I, it's it's yeah, that's so, a good. So yeah, I told her that's like a little like disclaimer or whatever. It, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. No, everyone like should. Yeah, you should have some, it's, it's a not a bad little, idea to have, some, to have a little, like the, a little bit back. of serious pain medication yeah. in your first aid kit. Yep. Cause
1: so yeah. we, we got up in there and, uh, um, or we, we went up in there, uh, got up in there, seen, I mean, just started up this Canyon with the four-wheeler, and, but there's a cranker ram up mm-hmm. on a hill. Now I looked at her, she looked at me and, okay, if we go right up like this, we should be able to get on top of him. Cool. We took off, got up the mountain. Like, you know, we peek over here, over this rock. He's going to be two, two, three hundred yards. Peek over the rock, nowhere to be found. And as soon as I peeked over the top of that rock, the wind kind of hit the back of my neck. Oh, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you got to be kidding me, you know? And I, down where we were, I couldn't, I had no wind, no nothing. Oh, yeah. Because we were in kind of a little cut canyon mm-hmm. that we started up. And I mean, as soon, as soon as we peeked over the top, I felt it just kind of hit me in the back of the neck. So I was like, okay. We blew that one. So we'll start down. We got a lot. I mean, this was just the head of the valley. So it's like, Steve said there's a lot of, lot more rams up in here around the corner. Remember we got like four miles to get to even where Steve yeah. told us to start hunting. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we start down back towards the four wheelers and, uh, uh, Brit, Brit had stopped. She had to take a, take a break with her. You know, she had frequent stops with, with that knee yeah. and that great big old knee brace on. So she stopped, and she kind of looks back at me. She's like, hey, there's rams over your left shoulder. So I look over there. Yeah, yeah. So we put the glass on them. There two legals there. So off we go back up the mountain, you know. <laughs> so we go up there. We ended up ended up having, uh, we blew like three or four stocks that day. Cause that, oh, man. Um, after that first climb, I her knee brace went. Like super squeaky, oh, so it geez. was one of those she was trying to keep her knees straight yeah. <laughs> and, and, hike, up and hike up a mountain to where the knee brace wouldn't wouldn't uh, make noise and this and that, and I was like, I was spitting on it, and yeah, I was just thinking that be to, spitting <laughs> <on it. laughs> I was trying anything, you know, and uh uh, yeah, I just trained anything to to just quiet that thing down yeah, quiet it up and and it just not a chance, not a chance so we we uh uh.
0: After, That's quite a yeah, bit of three, action, though, man. Oh,
1: tons! Of, I've never seen so many sheep in my life in such a short amount of time. Um, not, not so many sheep. So many rams. Yeah. So, um, we're we blow. We blow three stocks, and it's getting dark, and so we we go. Okay, you know we're gonna, and we're we're at the, still at the head of the valley. Haven't you made? we like it out
0: at the yeah, out at the
1: kind of the mouth of the valley. The mouth there. of the valley. Yeah.
0: And do you call? Do you call the end of the valley the head? Typically. Or the, the,
1: the 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 top of the valley. Or the head, or, like it's head. Head. supposed to yeah,
0: <laughs> the head. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so we're at like the mouth of the valley yeah. where, where, you know, you just start into the valley. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, so we're not even into this valley at all yet. And so, but uh, we blow all these stocks on these ramps, They just keep piling over the top. I mean, every time you blow a stock, another one, they keep coming over the top, but our wind's wrong. She's wearing a knee brace that, you can hear from four miles away coming and I mean, all, everything's just kind of stacked up against us right there. And I'm, you know, I'm, she's getting really frustrated, but I'm trying to keep her. She's like, you just need to go up the mountain without me. She's like, you will kill a sheep. I'm like, no, no, I've, I've been on a couple of sheep hunts this year. I've had my chances. I got weathered out this and that and everything else. I was like, we're, we're going to get you one. You know, there's plenty of Rams in here. We got one, one more day to hunt. And so we go down, just start a fire in the bottom of the valley. And a couple of rams bail over top of the hill and bed down. And I range them there at 700 yards. We got Yeah, a fire. so
0: they're close already.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got a fire going. And we're sitting there in the tent. Or, you know, the tent's set up. We're sitting there. Yeah. You know, eating a mountain house, watching fire. And, I mean, it's just kind of getting that hazy light. And uh, I'm looking and I'm like, hey, I go, that one ram's pretty darn good. I go, he's for sure legal. You know, mm-hmm. I'm put, he's nine years old already. And I go, he's, you know, about an inch and a half past full curl. Oh, he's a good looking ram. And Britt looked at me and she's like, I'm not walking up the mountain again. She's going, not tonight. No chance. She goes, ain't doing it. And I go, are you sure? And she was like, don't even ask me. She's like, <laughs> she's like "I, I, she could hardly walk around yeah. the four-wheeler and stuff. She was she was done. And But she she looked at me and she's like, just go kill that ram. She's like, go get it out of your system. <laughs> go kill that ram. So I was like, okay. I grabbed a range finder. Uh, didn't even grab binos or nothing. I knew, knew he was legal from the bottom. I already had him at seven, 700 some yards, 100% legal. So I throw the, throw the, bi- or throw the range finder on in and, and the gun. And I mean, take off hoofing it up the mountain. Cause I figure I got like 15, 20 minutes of shooting light left mm-hmm. until it's just too dark. And I run up the mountain and long story short, get the, get the job done, get him shot. And, uh, and, uh, uh, it gets super dark on me and it was kind of in the alders and stuff and i I was having i didn't have a pack didn't have nothing like that had a pocket knife with me yeah and you know as i said earlier it had been snowing and everything so it was real cold so i was like you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna drop his guts Mm because i didn't even have didn't even have my headlamp yeah uh, nothing she's down there at the bottom so i was like okay you know i'm gonna drop his guts uh i'm in the willows and stuff so i can get him propped open real good Mm -hmm. i'll come back up and grab him in the morning so that's what we did i went back up got him in the morning so we start back up this valley and i mean uh the next day after i get the sheep we get them yeah. all loaded on the four-wheeler everything we start up this valley because we have one more full day to hunt and i mean there's rams everywhere over here over there but unlike the first day everything's just right there i mean it's it's
0: yeah quarter legal. inch not under, quite legal yeah they're
1: all seven years old and they're all just i mean quarter inch away from being full curl i'm just like you gotta be kidding me and we're going, going, going. We're almost to the spot where Steve told us to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, uh, we, it's getting pretty late, and we, we, uh, it was like six o'clock at night. And Britt's you know, she's getting pretty banged up even on the the wheeler ride up into there, because mm-hmm. um, that's not an easy, no, river, it's not, not an easy river bottom to to ride in when you're when you don't got a bum knee.
0: It's not an easy river bottom to walk either. Yeah, <laughs> having
1: walked it before. <laughs> and so we we uh we get around there and uh we look at these rams and she, Brits like oh I she goes I'm I'm done because I I actually probably shouldn't even have came on this one she's like but that's you know I, I had to go mm-hmm. I had to go she goes let's let's go home she goes you got a ram let's go home I'm like okay it's like I'm just going to walk around the other corner though cuz it's just I mean just right there and uh um so she walks around the corner and uh she walks around the corner or No, sorry. I walk around the corner, and instantly there's a, there's a ram right there. There's four of them. And, I mean, they're right at,
0: Right there, like on... Like 30 were, yards geez. from me as I walk around the corner. Oh, man.
1: And so... That don't happen to me. That th- doesn't happen to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but so he he's, like, right there, and I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, that's, you know, three quarters. Oh, that one's half. I'm like, that one's full curl. I was like, you know, he's... Not the biggest ram I've ever seen, but, you know, he's, he's like an inch and a half past full curl. I'm looking at him at 30 yards, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not and I'm like, he's seven years old. I don't, I don't even got to put the binos up like, for I this guy. I can't believe you know?
0: this is happening. <laughs> but he's
1: like, he's, you know, he's right, right there. I mean, he's, he's like this ram here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I mean, he's just, he's, he looks, looks, or impressive. maybe
0: more like that one. Like,
1: um, that one's, set. what are the, what are the bases on this guy?
0: I don't know. Not, not that big. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah he's, he's I'm like, saying he looks like that one. I didn't. I wasn't even there. Yeah. So, well, I mean, he's. As you say, because that one's that one's seven.
1: Yeah. Well, he's seven. He's. I'd say he's probably like right in between these two. Gotcha. Uh, Size wise, just I mean, just right.
0: Not not yeah.
1: a not a super smoker, you know. But, but he looked he looked super impressive. Yeah. Just not right there on the september 20th or whatever it was yeah yeah and uh yeah it was the 20th that's the day it closed you know at six six o'clock at night
0: looks real impressive when they're standing 30 yards (laughs) away
1: and so so i you know i kind of back out and i told her i was like hey there's a legal ram right here and uh and she's like no shut up and i was like no get your ass over here there's a legal ram right here come punch your tag (laughs) <laughs> like let's get this done you know so she comes around the corner and she's like oh you know i thought you were yanking my chain no there's a legal ram right here you know and so she uh what were they doing just they're like, feeding just geez. just feeding um i i got some intel i'll share with you on that later interesting yeah i got some i i found out a lot more on that it's really really cool actually nice but uh um so i mean every, everything was just bailing off in there you know and so we we uh they're just feeding right there so she shoots him he runs up 30 yards piles up so i fire up the four-wheeler drive up my 30 yards around the corner back the four-wheeler up to the hill and
0: load him up. i, I oh, picked him man. picked him up
1: by his legs and loaded him whole on the back of the four-wheeler that is cool yeah loaded him whole on the back of the four-wheeler i got a got a photo of uh of uh my rim on the front all all. Like, uh, quartered up cause he yep. was just 700 yards you know, and yeah. also bone in and everything brought him down and then hers, you know, feet and everything. All I did was drop the guts and mm-hmm. actually fishing game wasn't too impressed that I dropped the guts <laughs> cause, <laughs> cause they, you know, they're doing all that, of uh, uh movie, uh, testing oh, and this huh. and that and everything else. And, and they were, uh, when I went in, I mean, they're super happy to have two rams so fresh yeah, to do, get all the tests. And then they took a bunch of stuff off that Ram, uh, to test, but they're like man, they're like man. If you could have left the guts in, we would have taken the heart, the liver, the this, the that, you know, just everything to test for for all that emoji stuff. Huh. It's like if you would have called us, they're like, you yeah, know, well, that would have been the best specimen we've ever had. You know,
0: interesting, yeah, because that just don't it don't it doesn't. I know happen. of a handful, a, like a couple other ones, like lashed to the four wheeler hole that, but it just don't happen very often. But yeah, man, that. I couldn't believe it when you told me that I was like, you gotta be shitting me, man. Talk about, well,
1: and then, then, so the next year we end up drawing the toke. Um, and, uh, we, we draw the toke tag and we go down to, uh, uh, we're down in Kodiak goat hunt Mm -hmm. in February and, uh, we, we just get back off this goat hunt and, and, uh, um, I, uh, uh, my wife was a little fiery on the goat hunt. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She she was a little fiery on the goat hunt. And I was just like, you know, that's not normal, but well, uh, um, you know, it's a, I was just overlooking it, you know, like what, you know, we didn't shoot a goat on that hunt and really bad weather, Kodiak weather, you know, everything. It's like, yeah, just combination of things. And we get back and, and I, I had a couple friends with us and so they're like, Oh, you know, we're all flying out and it's like no, me and Britt are gonna stay in Kodiak for a couple days and we're just gonna kinda of bum around and just just hang out, with me and her and, and everything else. So very next morning we get up and uh get up and uh um go get some coffee and every morning, you know, I drink some coffee, throw my throw my dip of Copenhagen in and, yep. and uh, you know, start my day. So we're we're in the rental car and I, she brings me my coffee sets coffee down i throw a dip of copenhagen and she just looked and she's like go away and I was like what are you talking about she's like go away i was like what i do and she's like that smell she's like what smell it's you mean never that, bothered deli- you <laughs> that
0: delicious wonderful <laughs> and, smell
1: yeah it's like it's never bothered you before you know and she uh she was like no that's bad and i i just said it jokingly i was like hey you need to go get a pregnancy test
2: yeah
0: and uh, her she probably f- took that very well huh uh,
1: <laughs> Well, her face just went blank and it's like she almost knew him. she's like no you know cuz she we had actually tried a couple years before yeah and we tried for for a while and nothing was happening so we're like yeah we're just going to live live our lives with me and you and go have fun and hunt everything yeah. and well uh, plans changed but yep. yeah so she we <laughs> went back to the went back to the hotel and she uh she she comes and uh comes out of the bathroom crying and she didn't even come out and like, Oh, I'm pregnant She goes, My toke tag <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's, like,
1: she's like, Last year I had a bum knee, now I'm pregnant and I got a delta and a toke tag oh, <laughs> So man. she she wasn't too happy about having the, the nice tags and then ended up uh, you know, pregnant and with a bum knee on Bum me on one pregnant yeah. on the other, but
0: well I guess if you gotta make if you gotta miss if you gotta miss one having having yeah. a kid is is <laughs> a, <good> <laughs> a good excuse well she
1: man she tried her darndest to get get up there she uh uh scouting um i mean she made it actually to right where I shot my ram. Yeah. Uh, i had uh eight months pregnant nice she was eight months pregnant right before right before season open we were in there just uh like a week before season open you know had the ram picked out and everything, and she was up there. With, up there with me and then uh got into sheep season she you know open her and she goes she just looked at me she's like i can't do it just uh it was the sleeping conditions yeah. that she just couldn't do no
0: that's tough man that's like and you feel bad especially yeah. Uh, especially since she made it a week three, before well yeah i mean i've got three you know and i got three kids myself and just seeing the whole process is like there's nothing you could do and mm-hmm. it's just horribly uncomfortable yeah Oh yeah, I get so, a lot of respect for, for, so, for. I don't know how to say that without it just sounding goofy, but yeah, no mothers who have carried children. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like, well, it's a tough
1: we tough so job. I I go out opening day on the tote shoot my ram nine o'clock in the morning opening day. Yeah, like, I had them picked out everything, and mom, my wife pregnant and all that, so I was like, hey, getting in there, killing, getting out, and so that's. What happened? We got mm-hmm. in there at 9 o'clock in the morning, opening day, killed, got back out, and because uh, uh, um, I had the late tag again. Yeah. And then uh, a couple weeks later, I, I looked at the wife and I go, Hey, you know, you want to go moose hunting? <laughs> She's <was> like, <laughs> "She's like, Are you stupid? I was like, Yeah. Like, probably. Well, I've but, been called stupid but, stupid like before. <laughs> I, was like, I go, You want to go moose hunting? She's like, Yeah, screw it. All right, let's go, you know? So <laughs> we headed into moose camp. She was in moose camp. What, uh, she got back from. Uh, when we hunt the very, very end of season, you know, yeah. so she got, shot out of moves. She left, uh, I had a couple of buddies coming in later and she ended up leaving when they came in. She's like, I, I gotta go, you know, can't, can't do this <laughs> out here anymore. Cause we were running, I mean, you've seen what we do in the boats and oh, yeah. I, mean, I about threw her out of the boat a couple of times when she was pregnant. So uh, she was, she was like, no, I'm, she goes, I'm out.
0: Not to interject, but what do you, what do you chew? What flavor Copenhagen do you <laughs>
1: The only stuff you're supposed to Snuff, chew. Stuff? No? long cut? Oh, both. But long
0: cut. So, I feel like I got gypped because <laughs> for a while, like, well, really you didn't because for a while it was, pla- it was all plastic mm-hmm. cans up here yep. in Alaska and wherever else, but it was all plastic cans. And then it was like cool when we got the, the metal The, the lids, metal tops, you know, and then... Which then really, they- the all plastic cans, like, probably kept it fresher and it was handy for like using... Oh, the other use it for stuff too. Tons of stuff. Like in, I, I in the still pack. have old plastic cans mm-hmm. with like fire starter in them and yep. shit like that. And then, like you know, traveled out of the Lower 48. It's like a novelty to get the cardboard cans. Yeah. And now they got fucking cardboard cans up here. <laughs> Which, yeah. yeah. I just got to smell it. <laughs> that's been a long time. Smell the same. It smells just as good as I remember.
1: Yeah, that's the best glass and snack in the world.
0: It is the best glass of snack in the world. Here you can have that back. <laughs> but uh my yeah. I it was so hard to quit that I oh. can't ever do it again. I can't I can't ever do it again. So, I'm to the point now in my life where I can like smell it and enjoy yeah. the smell of it, but I can't I I tried I tried
1: when my wife got pregnant. Yeah. And I made it I think I made it a month. Yeah. And my wife looked at me and she's like, Go get a can chew.
2: <laughs> like you are a grumpy prick. Go get a people. Can of
0: it's funny because people who <laughs> people who haven't like been through that it doesn't make it's it doesn't seem rational and it's not rational no, but it's that not. shit is real. Yeah. <laughs> like I uh well I quit for like a few months one time. And were then, you like
1: were you a can a day, half can a day?
0: Oh like can and a half a day. Like just chain whatever you would call it, chain chew and
1: start over here end over here. Well,
0: no, like it would just like there, 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 there. Yeah. Like I'd alternate. And well,
1: one of, one of my best friends, he's one of my best friends is a dentist. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, he told me, you know, it's not the, I mean, everything gives you cancer nowadays, but, yeah. but he goes, you know, like, uh, it's, it's putting your chew in the same spot as well. That's what I heard it. is
0: It's the ear. It's, it's not in like, not even like tobacco, Dip, different stuff like constant irritation.
1: Yep. So you remember? A, well, I don't know if you watched TV as a kid and whatnot, but like Bobo the clown.
0: I've heard of him. He, I never watched Bobo the clown, he, but
1: I never watched it either. But uh, uh, that's what my my buddy used as the example for me. So I guess on the on the show, he always had that sucker in his mouth on huh. the side. He got same mouth cancer as Chewers from a sucker. Interesting. Because it's it I guess displaces the cells or something on that side and.
0: Well, i like, I don't know, I've heard something like constantly, well, and the same thing maybe with like, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, I'm just speculating here, but it could be, <laughs> you know, like some skin cancer from the sun, like constant damage that your body's having to repair in the same when, place, I don't know. Oh, uh, when, we, when, I've I've see, heard, I've when heard I see
1: the it, doctor at my house tomorrow, I'll ask Yeah, him. <laughs> you
0: can ask the doc, the real doctor. Yeah, it, uh, no, I've heard the, the irritation, but... Yeah, it just wasn't good. I spent way too much money on it, and oh, uh, it's freak. What is it? A can now here?
1: <laughs> I don't even want to say. <laughs> it's like uh, shoot. It's like it's ten bucks a can. Ten bucks yeah. a can.
0: It was like eight something when I when, when I quit. quit. And you pour and you, you pour you pour bastards your, in Canada.
1: Your toe your toe hunt was your last toe hunt chew, was right?
0: my last chew. Like after basically, I I was like, all right, I'm not gonna quit during or before sheep hunt. So I'm gonna quit. Like whatever I take on this sheep hunt, that's my last bit. So it was yeah. August. It was August seventeenth, twenty eighteen. Was my last. Yeah. Dip and.
1: Yeah. See, I. It breaks I went, my heart, but I. I when I quit, I was like, you know, hey, I'll, if I get start getting angry or whatnot, I'll I'll go get like a backwoods cigar or something, just kind of puff on them.
0: Doesn't help. No, not at all. No, you, like, it's all. so bad that it's to the point, like, I tr- I mean, I tried everything. I tried, like, the gum and the Zins and stuff, and, like, I chewing just made... Chewing sunflower until your <laughs> mouth is just raw. It just made me want to, it just made me want it more. And, yeah. like, like, I was chewing so much that it wasn't a matter of, oh, just switch spots. Like, my whole entire lip was just, like, tore up and... I mean it feels yeah. like it feels it feel I I I do miss it, but it feels good like not having my mouth hurt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah. Well my I
1: still but you'll dream what you'll have my buddy told me he's like hey he's like you put one down here he goes throw one on the upper on the other side. He goes, Okay, you throw one on the upper, other side. Just get cancer in the Go entire
0: mavel <laughs> <I> have <laughs> extraction. It, yeah, if you're gonna have <laughs> yeah. it, just get
1: it get it all. Get it done with.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh Yeah bad stuff but it's so good yeah <laughs> yeah you know, i don't know you, yeah don't give up though like if you, you decide you want to quit or you see or start oh, your start seeing your start seeing your kids spitting all over the place oh, <laughs>
1: shoot he's already the other day we were in the we were in the truck and i had a had a uh, uh, empty water bottle in the truck Yuck. and you know i got i always got my spittoon there in the truck you Yuck. know and so spitting that spitting that and he looked at me and he goes grabs it off the floor and he undoes the top, you know, he two two years old. <laughs> he undoes the top and he looks over there and he goes, like daddy. I was just like, Oh
0: no. Yeah, those kids they <laughs> what, man what I watch do? everything you do. But yeah. I just finally had to quit I mean I it's probably like old oh, you're better well, better, being better a, off being for being it. A, being a beating a dead horse, you know, if people listen to podcasts, but I just find I finally had to I just had to quit cold turkey and it was awful. But yeah, you get through it. It's like, I just had to remind myself, like, it's not going to kill you, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but no, poor, like, poor, I don't
1: know if chewing would, quitting chewing would kill me, but my wife might if I quit. She
0: might. <laughs> no, in the in, uh, poor bastards in Canada, like, a lot of people, t- shout out to all the Canadian listeners, there's quite a few, which we have a lot in common with, with, like, oh, yeah, rural Canadians. Um, but oh, someone over there was telling me it's like forty five dollars a can oh, now in that Canada. Is nuts. When I well that whitetail that we were looking at earlier that I, I killed in Alberta, when I was it was twenty sixteen that I was there and it was like twenty six dollars a can then. And yeah. someone had just recently I'd Don't even remember the context, but told me they were paying like $45 a can of Copenhagen.
1: Yeah, that's where, you know, I used to say, you know, oh, if it goes up to this price. It's like a mortgage.
0: I would, it would be like a mortgage. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, I don't ever, if you have a bad habit, don't ever add up what you're paying (laughs) for (laughs) it.
0: It's going to be depressing. Oh, it's very depressing. Well, for a while, that was part of like my mode, you know, Part of my motivation, I had an app that I was like, "All right, put in the day you quit and the price of price of chew or dip, whatever. When you when you quit, how and many it more keeps guns track, and it would like send you <laughs> reminders like you've so far you've saved ten thousand dollars or what you know whatever it was yeah. at a certain time, and I don't know, yeah. But there is no debating that is the best classing snack in history. Oh yeah. Or My if you,
1: I mean, I'm <laughs> like like your guys sheep hunting ended up this year where you're sitting in a tent for for oh, days and glorious and no food and at least you got something you can. And then
0: I also yeah I also remind myself yeah if no food I also remind myself that if I like had happened to lay like, grab. A my normal size dip out of that can, put it in there. Like I would be on the ground puking in about 30 <laughs> seconds probably, but yeah. Anyway, moose hunting, get back on. I need to shut up. Um, I was going to say, who is it that made those land anchor? Uh, so it's a you, guy in North pole, a guy in North pole. Cause we've talked about like using this, we, we used a dog sled anchor Yeah. And that that was the shit that worked yeah, pretty I heard good that on but, the last podcast but that uh, um, that land anchor you were using it's like it's similar but i mean like that's what it's made for it's got two blades that kind of yep. splay out and do you have to like little turp little, little burp, burp. <laughs> do you have to uh, like pound you know or stand on that thing at all or do you just kind of just huck it down in the um, tussocks and
1: so we got the uh, uh let's see, I forget how long they are. So I we bought it from him, but I looked at it and I was like, you know, where where I'm at out there, it's uh just grass. Mm-hmm. floating grass with I mean, you got some mud and this and that. Yeah. But if you go through you're going up to your armpits or if you stop at your armpits, you know, yeah. you, you could just keep going. Yeah. And uh so a lot of that it wouldn't if the regular arms that he had on it were mm-hmm. like, I don't know, twelve inches. And it wouldn't work, so I built some longer ones,
0: longer arms. Um, like actually, blades or are they more the ones on yours? Are they more like actual arms? Um, so the picture you showed me that was kind of like triangular, like spade blades coming yeah, off.
1: So they're spade blades, but they got a uh, um, they got some arms on them that that uh. So like this one, this one here's got the the spade blades. Yep. So, but you see the little arm in between here. Okay. So I got some that are like two footers now. Oh, I see. So they got the
0: blades at the end of those. So you just undo
1: the bolt there. Yep. Yep. Put those in, and then you just send them down, and oh, nice. And then the uh, got them out of aluminum now, so they're even lighter.
0: Oh, nice. Do they uh, do those blades kind of fold up along the? Because it's like a.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They fold right in, and it's it's kind of like a uh, kind of like a broadhead.
0: Oh, nice. Like, you know, when
1: it's all folded in together, it's just kind of like a... Nice. kind of like, looks kind of like a broadhead, kind of yeah, that shape. Yeah,
0: because the... And I'm so bad at, like, describing this stuff. People are listening. Like, a dog sled anchor is... It's basically, like, two hooks that are connected, you know, with welded pieces of steel across the across these two hooks. Uh, they're, like, five, six inches apart. And, uh, you know, they hook downwards, and there's kind of a blade bet- welded between them, in the back to also grab snow is what they're intended for. This is kinda like um what it's got a rod, however long, I can't tell yeah, from it's, the picture, uh, but
1: like four four inches uh like deep by uh quarter inch thick. And, yeah, because and there's like the, the,
0: the, the a two foot long rod, yep. yeah, that you're like pulling off of, and then oh, these, the
1: rod is, that's a circular rod there, yeah, with the yeah,
0: yeah like a piece of steel pipe or yep. something, but yep, it's got these hinged hinged blades that that fold down, yep, and you know would pull, and so it looks like yeah, they can fold up against that rod to be more compact, but um, yeah, you've had some you've had some. Freaking adventures, moose hunting. It sounds like. Well, and you, oh, yeah. you have to to get in that country. What you you're the, probably the, I think the only person I know that sunk a river boat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. We that was a couple couple years. Well, technically, I didn't sink it. The guy following me sank it. Oh. I was I was in the boat in front, and I told him. like I said, "Hold!" I go, "Hold up!" You know, it's my my boat and everything. Yeah. But I told him, "Like, hold up! I'm going to run up to the, the the top launch and see if we can." And make it up here and and everything else. And he goes, okay.
0: it's a particular stretch of river that's pretty nasty. And there's, like, some big sharp rocks. Big which-
1: sharp rocks. And it's only – there's only, like, 300 yards in it. And you make that 300-yard stretch and you're golden. Yeah. But that 300 yards can be – and the, the, the awkward thing of it is uh, um, everything you know about reading a river is wrong in that stretch. Hmm. Where – uh, I mean, you you've run enough rivers in in your life. Well, I've run with that with I've run jet. that
0: section in my in my boat. I didn't know well, how dangerous I, it was at the time. <laughs> oh, in, a, in a
1: jet boat, I mean, you can run. And if you're running a jet through there, you can pretty much run wherever you want. Oh you God! Can run oh, because you way get your because you're, you're, you're running, running like, like surf, mud motors. Yeah, those surface drive mud yeah. motors. So, so you don't have I, quite
0: the response, and, and I then
1: don't got the response, and then I I I mean, running those surface drive mud motors, I can run about six inches. Yeah, of water where you know with with our jets, you know. Uh, depending on on your boat and if you're tunneled and this and that and how you have it set up and how much of a load you know you can you can run pretty a lot shallower than that but uh we were coming back up and we had a full we had a full camp that year i had i had buddies up from out of state that had never been moose hunting everything else and they were in my other boat following Mm me i came up and when i came through i touched like three rocks and i went nope there ain't no way they're gonna make it up here and just as that went through my mind, my wife goes, What are they doing? And I turn around and look. And they're they just full send. Oh, full send. And I was like, Oh. I and then so I'm watching. I made it up past the bad spot already. And I'm watching them and I'm like, Oh no. Go right. Go right. Go right. Go right. Please go right. Shit, they didn't go right.
0: Can and, you can and then, you see, and then like, can you see the rocks pretty well? Like, and, yeah, yeah, and
1: I can see the rocks, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, they didn't go right, and I'm watching, and they're they're coming at me, and all of a sudden I just see my boat going down as they're running, and I went, oh oh no, oh no, they're sinking it, and I look back at my wife, I go, they're sinking it, and she goes, no, they're, oh yeah, they are sinking it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. and so I was just like, oh man, this is gonna suck. They got a moose in the boat, um, they had one full. Yeah, they had one full moose in the boat, a uh, bunch of camp gear, this, that, and everything. Um, all in all, in the in the end, boat boat fully fully sank. The only thing you could see sticking out was about an inch and a half of exhaust out of the water. Oh, Because uh, of the way those motors are, you've seen yeah. the exhaust yeah. kicks up and out, and had about an inch and a half of exhaust. And and uh, we lost half the moose and half the moose, and three cots. It's what we lost. Everything else we were able to recover. Man. We recovered guns. guns. Well, we were walking back and forth up and down the river feeling the bottom in our layers wow, and stuff, geez. picking stuff up. And, and you know, we recovered some of the moose.
0: I mean, um, fortunately, other, it was shallow enough that it was, like, walkable, yeah. you know?
1: Well, most of it we picked up with the boats. Oh, you know, gotcha. we, we ran up real quick. I dumped all the gear out of my boat. So then mm-hmm. I was able to really, you know, actually run that stretch. Mm-hmm. and uh, And, yeah, it was just just ugly just an ugly situation and and i i mean when they did it they're like uh we saw you go through it and you only bumped just a little so we figured we were gonna you know just cruise just like you and i'm just like yeah you,
0: yeah that's (laughs) like there's a lot of it takes
1: a little more than just you know takes a little more than watching somebody run a boat to just go send it up through especially that that little stretch i mean the problem with that stretch is 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 it doesn't when when you need to zig, you, or when they say zig, you need to zag, and when you, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, the, reading that river is completely different through that, just that much stretch, 300 yards.
0: Yeah. No, there, and there's a, you know, one of the spots I run quite a bit is, like, not not really old timer, but guys will say, like, that river lies.
1: You know that spot?
0: Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: I was actually looking for that one of uh uh the uh the sheep on the four-wheeler
0: oh gotcha yeah no and you'll have to send me that picture too maybe we'll use that for the the episode picture but yeah, yeah man. man sinking boats Well, run running <laughs> boats like I mean yeah some of these some of those rivers will lie to you like you think you can just go bank to bank and stay in the channel like and until you do start doing it and there there's only one way like you got to make mistakes and you got to just do it but you reading water is some not something that you can just observe like sitting no, in there ex- i mean you could experience. you could you could learn stuff about it by like but you would have to be like fully engaged with whoever's driving the yep. boat
1: yep um oh, i mean me i've been i so my grandpa ran salmon hatchery down there in uh washington for 34 years yeah so i grew up right on the river and then um, my, from the time I was three years old, I was in the duck blind. So I was running up, up the river in the dark with my dad, mm-hmm. um, every night, Yeah, you know, or every morning going to set up, uh, decoys and everything else.
0: So you, yeah, you guys had actually been running jet boats and oh, yeah, I've been, river boats down there. Yeah,
1: right? no, I grew up r- running boats and, and you know, I, I just a river rat, just grew up on the river and you know, nice. every chance I had, I was, I was on the river. So... The, uh, um, uh, yeah, well, I mean the, the limited deer hunting experience I had was down there even on the river. Cause yeah. down there, I grew up, uh, I grew up in Eastern Washington. I think there's a guy on the podcast here that grew up, uh, actually pretty much exactly where I grew up. Oh, nice. Forget his name. Uh, I heard him on the podcast mm-hmm. a couple of times.
0: Zach, uh, maybe. He's from Washington. I think. Yeah,
1: he's there from Eastern Washington, farm country, right around where I'm from. Oh, nice. Um, his sister was coming up, uh, sheep oh yeah, hunt or something yeah, this year.
0: Yeah, it must be Zach.
1: So yeah, he's right, you know right there, pretty much where where I grew up. Um, uh, just when I was listening to the podcast, there he you know he's mentioned some stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, I know where that's at, and nice. what this is and stuff. But I grew up right across from Hanford, the uh, um, the uh, um, nuclear plant there well in hamford you can hunt from the uh high water mark down okay so
2: get some and, of those radioactive and, the, ducks. and
1: that was the joke you know that was always the joke is i mean some of those deer are just those mule deer are just monsters mm-hmm. i mean you get pictures of some of those deer that are just huge i mean un ungodly big and uh People would be, you know, oh, that's a Hanford radioactive buck. Or, yeah. you know, they went out there. You know, they have they have a herd of elk out there on the on the Hanford Reservation too. And uh, they went and darted them one year, uh, just putting collars on them this and yeah. that. Well, they darted them. They're all hard horned and everything. And four bulls in that herd were all. Uh, well, shoot, I if I don't quote me on it, but if I remember right, the smallest bull, the smallest bull that they darted was four points larger than the standing typical world record right now. Weird. And they're just big but they haven't you know, since the I uh, shoot, I don't remember when Hanford was put in like the sixties or something. They've never been hunted. They're huh. on they're on a reservation out there, you know, they're just I mean, I can I can remember uh being, you know, ten, twelve years old coming in, you know, on a on a guiding trip and sitting there in the duck blind with dad and got the clients right there, and you're sitting there shooting ducks, and you have a just a 400-inch class elk come down right next to the duck blind and go drink out of the river and kind of struts his stuff back up the hill because he knows nobody's, nobody's going to touch him. Jeez. Just monsters out there, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Um, well, that's another thing, too, because, yeah, I didn't realize you were had grown up with so much waterfowl hunting and stuff. But- yeah yeah that's one th- one area we get a little bit gypped here in Fairbanks I mean there's still some like some well some fantastic like duck hunting and goose hunting opportunities but yeah it's a lot of it's right during moose season it, yeah a lot of it's right and during so, moose season one of
1: these one of these years we'll have to we'll have to plan a little trip and uh uh I'll take you out take you out duck hunting I got a cabin out where I moose hunt and stuff yeah and uh we'll we'll take a little early season duck hunt for two or three days and and uh it's i mean just
0: just yeah. shoot and shoot and
1: shoot and shoot it's, oh, yeah. it's a ton of fun yeah it'll be fun just a um, ton of fun do you
0: you you done much sea duck hunting or a little bit yeah. a
1: little bit of sea duck hunt not a not a whole ton of it um you know growing up there in eastern washington everything it was all all pretty much puddle ducks so mallards pintails yeah.
0: but um, since you've been up here do you have you ever
1: yeah yep yeah. 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 yeah we uh um my first trip to Kodiak, I went down there with, uh, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Ninilchik charters. Oh, nice. We did that boat hunt. My very, very first trip to, to Kodiak. So it was like seven, seven days, seven nights. They did, uh, they're just transporter, you know? Oh, so nice, they drop yeah. us, they drop us off on the beach. we could go deer hunting. Um, if we wanted to go duck hunting, they'd drop us off on rock piles. We could duck hunt.
0: Oh, we had to take a little pee break here. This we're moose head tonight. It just runs right through you. Oh, it does. But, yeah. Well, I also, I was going to, like, make a big announcement at the beginning. It's the first episode where I've got the beer fridge, the Tundra Talk beer fridge. Oh,
1: I got spoiled then.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's uh, It's been a long, it's way overdue. I but
1: get, I get the cold ones.
0: Yeah, you get the cold <laughs> ones. Now, normally we've got, like, a bucket, a five-gallon bucket, or Frank will bring, bring like, a Red Guard bucket, and we'll <laughs> fill it up with snow. And <laughs> this time of year, we'll fill it up with snow anyway. I gotta get the freezer's empty though. I'm not I just like hard liquor microwave you filled <laughs> with hot pockets or something. <laughs> <laughs> Eat and podcast, you just never have to leave, but um I'll get a little I don't know where a little, I was, little pisser around the corner. I was gonna say a honey bucket around the corner, but uh, <laughs> that shit would get pretty <laughs> we only we only need to go so far with it. But uh, yeah, duck hunting. I need to go. Ke- I need to go. Uh, I don't know. I was supposed to go king eider hunting. That's one, one year.
1: That's a bucket list for me.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to go with uh, one of the guys from Browning. I'd kind of like pitch. I was like, hey, let's go uh, king eider hunting, and you pay for it.
1: <laughs>
0: and I was supposed to go with uh, no- it.
1: Another big one if you're gonna if you're gonna eider hunt, tie it in tie it in with it is the emperor goose.
0: Well, that's what I was going to bring. Well, because there's spots in Kodiak that you can get those too. I've heard that. And out that. on the peninsula. I've heard that, yeah. And that's that's something I really want to get to. I need I need to do that. And that's really a cool story too because they, you know, were basically on the endangered species. I don't know if they were on the endangered species list or if they were just threatened. They, um, I,
1: I believe they were actually on it. Yeah. yeah. And they made brought, that comeback. Yeah. yeah, they've
0: brought them back to the point where they can, we can start. Shoot, we can shoot one a year, yep. I think, and then non-residents is like a draw. Yeah, it's a one one a one year registration
1: four. for resident, and then draw and one every four years for non-resident. Yep.
0: Yeah, but super super cool looking birds. Oh yeah, I, mean, I didn't even know I didn't even know they existed, but there's. Well, what's
1: funny is you know I grew up you know waterfowl guy forever, and I had no clue about an emperor goose till I moved. Until
0: you, till you moved up here and you found, and then they announce, "Hey, you can shoot these." Now. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can shoot these now. It's like cool, another one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't read encyclopedias or anything like that. I just, I just whatever. I can't. I read the if game If I rates. can't shoot it, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know if we even want to get into. You're probably going to be the first like Af- Alaskan to officially kill a deer, like a mule deer. I'm. I'm trying try. you better be well the
1: uh, actually the bad part is I haven't been trying yeah. I've, I've seen him a couple of times, and the couple of times that I've seen them, um it's uh it's just been stupid I haven't had a haven't had a gun with me i I always have a gun in the truck, never yeah. don't have a gun in the truck. I was doing a job out on Ileson, you know, and yeah. uh so I pull all the guns out of the truck, all yeah. the ammo, everything out of my truck, drive down the road, and there's a mule deer standing in my field I'm like cool <laughs> oh man i'm already late for the job and everything else so yeah that's one of those deals but i've seen them off and on um uh, a couple other times that i've seen them just too far out there too too little too light of around and everything else and by the time i run back to the house and get something that'll yeah if you got your put fox down. rifle or something yeah, yeah. i've seen him twice sitting there with a the 17 hMR with them out at three four hundred yards and like, yeah i'm not gonna, yeah it's not it's gonna, gonna, it's not gonna do that it's not gonna do any
0: good <laughs> But no, yeah. As much as I would like to like it to be me, I'm rooting for you. I think well, that'd be freaking cool. Maybe we'll try and Yeah, well I I keep yeah. I, I'm kind of falling through on that one. I keep uh oh. kind of like, "Oh, I'll try to go like call them when they're
2: cuz there's it's com- obviously coming up really quick.
0: There's obviously enough of them that at least or at times there's enough of them where they're rutting, you know, cuz there's like what, that buck that got hit a few years ago was a like a really young buck and yeah. you, you saw and was it two years ago you saw like a three by three or something like that? uh two by three two yeah. by three
1: yeah i seen a two by three and and he was with uh, a group of does four does yeah so there was five of them standing there at the back of the field so you know bucks and does there ain't no reason they
0: oh yeah if they're yeah they're they're together they're gonna rut but uh yeah, them little those mule deer calls. And honestly, like, I mean, it's open season, man. First, yeah, like, first, first, if it's brown, it's down. Oh, no, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, for sure. Just to be the first one. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. So that's, that's that's. I mean, that's even that's, a whole I other was, story. It was almost unbelievable. When I was could, talking
1: to Frank today when we were yeah. out there, and I was like, man, it's like, one of these days, you're sitting there waiting for the red guard to dry or something. I'm like, maybe we might have to run up the road and go sit <laughs> oh, yeah, on our bus some and deer, yeah. call some deer or do something, you know?
0: yeah and i like i don't know those those uh little deer talk calls that which i i usually i've been working on slowly working on cleaning out the shop i usually (laughs) had a couple of them sitting right there and i think i like put them all in a central baboon yeah it's a baboon skull that's pretty cool the thing's nasty um that's pretty fragile but those little like um elk ink makes them and i remember as i when i was a kid my dad like had one and like we called a ton of deer and mule deer in with that thing and then i used it on blacktails on a fog and it worked like a charm um so i don't see any reason why like there can't be so many deer that if they're they hear another deer they're not going to come check it out yeah i don't know and we'd call a lot of does in with it too yeah. so well, yeah. especially if you got you know, I'm little a little bit
1: higher pitched like, fawn. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not I'm not above shooting a doe. I'm not above it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially the first one. I ain't, yeah, no. I ain't above that.
0: No, not at all, man. Oh. Did, uh, how'd your moose season go this year? You guys got a couple nice bulls, Yeah, right?
1: so I, I actually ended up cleaning five different moose this year. Oh. I, had, I had a, tr- <laughs> the, I mean, I can't complain about the first three. Yeah. Um, so my dad and my, my boy, you know, two years old, they're in the pickup and, you know, they see a little paddle bowl coming, just leaving the house outside the field. So dad whacks a little paddle bowl, you know, right there. It's mm-hmm. the first, second day of season, something like that. So he calls me up. He's like, hey, come get the skister, pick this moose up and clean it for me.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> now my... that's like, this is a guy who understands how to clean a moose properly. <laughs> well,
1: no, no. Because I'm the idiot who goes out and, you know, we do three moose on the farm between yeah. uh let's see my dad my my buddy's wife uh got one oh and then, then you go and then out a nine-year-old little to... girl i got a nine-year-old little girl her first moose this year nice and then i go out in the sticks and go shoot one in swamp and water and all that stupid stuff you know
0: but you know you know at least you're like you're <laughs> like out there out there exploring like trying to get get a little bit bigger ones but man that's it's it's hard to beat yeah Oh, yeah, like where down in my in laws like they got it, they've got it pretty well dialed in where they're at too they're just they're down the road from me, aren't they? No, they're down that direction um, but there's you know depending on the year, some years aren't aren't as good as others, but like shoot typical shoot a bull out in the field on the hay field, yep. Go over there, like they got like shackles and chains. <laughs> you just take your knife and you cut, you know, cut behind that tendon, tendon on the yep. hawk. And fork them, you know, just shackle them to the forks of the bobcat and lift them up by Everything the hind just leg. Just rip straight
1: down and out. And, and then f-
0: go peel all the skin off, cut the head off, just drop the guts into a wagon. Yep. Haul them off, and then you cut it right down the, right down the spine so you got hanging halves. Yep. And then... So- Bobcat it quality. over to it yeah. <laughs> Bobcat it over to the reefer van, and then you know take the saw and cut like actual like hanging quarters. Yeah, and then uh... Oh,
1: that's the way I'd sitting there looking at your
0: butcher a, boy. I, was cut like, cut Man, a saw.
1: I need, need to get one of them. It's days of the saw. all I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've si- I
0: know. I've said that before too. That saw is the shit. Man, it's.
1: I was watching that little video you had there on Facebook this year.
0: Oh, cutting all, yeah, T-bones cutting all those T bones all the quarter houses. Stuff. I was, oh. it was like
1: man, I need to call Tyler, tell him I got some meat to cut up.
0: <laughs> ah, you're welcome. You're welcome to use it anytime you want, man. You just got to clean it.
1: <laughs> I bet you that's a chore.
0: Yeah, uh, it's re- it's really not too bad. Like, I'll, um, it's a pain in the ass enough that I only want to use the saw for, like, stuff that's worth getting it dirty for. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, it, it would be easier if I had some hot water out here in the shop or, like, and the shop's just not set up to be wet you know like a butcher shop like no. that thing's made where you can take a pressure washer and just blast it all out of there with hot water and now i know continu- that, continue. i know a guy that
1: drills wells he could put one right right in front of the shop there for you. oh
0: it. man it'd be like 800 <laughs> feet or whatever there's probably a reason everyone has
1: no up, up here it's like uh uh i think we drilled one just right down the road and it was like 340 oh so i mean it's still that's.
0: It's pretty yeah. good, like, yeah. Drone, and then,
1: drone right now is not cheap. No, especially it's not this cheap year with at all. all. The, what's all it,
0: the what's stuff? it, uh, oh, I mean, that's got to be 10 grand or more for a 340-foot well. Oh, no, yeah, more. More than that, yeah. yeah. Never mind, I'm I'm good. But, uh, <laughs> I just take uh like, I'll just get a pot of hot, hot, soapy water and a couple of rags, and yeah. I kind of wash it from the top down and wipe stuff down you can you I mean it's easy it's made to be cleaned and like used every day so you you know you can pop the covers off and take the bands off and it's got like blade scrapers that you can just take off and and take in and wash in the kitchen and it's not too bad but it is like it's a little bit of a chore so it's like I want to be doing some significant cutting when I do but no I'll never if I've got the choice I'll never bring any moose meat back off the bone anymore. Yeah. Ever. I don't blame you.
1: Not I mean, with that thing. I mean, and, it,
0: and like, especially if you can take a sawzall or you like get a, you know, Frank and I were talking, um, one of any number of like electric chainsaws with, uh, like a Dewalt or a steel or anything like that with, you know, you get good in the track thing about Dewalt one, which I haven't used a Dewalt one, but I've heard good things about it. It's like, I already got a bunch of Dewalt batteries. Um, and they last a while, but you yeah. you can run, you have to run bar oil in those too and you just run.
1: No, 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 no. So, uh, I, I got a, I got a little, little teeny tiny chainsaw that I use specifically for moose.
0: Do you just run vegetable, vegetable oil? oil? Yeah. That's what yeah. I was say. Yeah. But you know, you get a, whether it's an electric one or if you get like one of the those like sixty dollar like home light ones or whatever, yeah, and you just run vegetable Lowe's or, or yeah, Home Depot special. Yeah, you just yep. run vegetable oil in it. Yep, it would be this you know yeah. same thing, and you could still cut all your firewood at camp, and then you just would want to like run it. Yeah, to run it for a little bit. Get, the, get clean, the, wood the wood chips out. Clean the wood chips out.
1: Get that nice spruce flavor in yeah. your meat. <laughs>
0: yeah, but uh, that's the secret. But um, no, hmm. it's it's really it, it's really not that bad i mean i just took a sawzall a couple batteries this year and you yanked gets uh maybe we went all went over all this again i can't remember i'm I, losing my I shit I, I
1: i listened to that last you podcast that? i don't think you talked about how you cleaned them up and stuff you, no you guys talked I, about how long it took
0: <laughs> yeah or where with frank and my dad's one yeah that was that one took a while ours like we we probably had ours like cut up and bagged and everything in yeah like within a couple hours i think once we got started. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I mean, just – and we can – you get the four-wheelers to them usually. Like, every, everywhere you hunt moose, like, there's certain – you know, with your boat hunting, you have certain advantages and disadvantages. If you're four-wheeler hunting, you have certain advantages and well, disadvantages. Even,
1: I mean, even even when you're shooting them in the field there, you know, oh, yeah. like where I live, and you can go pick them up. I mean, you're still two, three hours
0: and yeah, cleaning them. It's a chore. It's yeah. a
1: chore. It doesn't matter which way you, you – Cut it. I mean, yep. it's, it's a chore.
0: Yeah, but uh, we would, you know, use a four wheeler. Just not even fuck around. Just you use the four wheeler. <laughs> hook hook the winch up to the front leg. Yank them on their back. And I think Frank's bull last year we did basically gutless, and that was a pain in the ass to like roll them over, and then you're dealing trying to deal with cutting meat off of them, and their guts are. There's, they got so much, so yeah. many guts. They just go everywhere. Yep. And so then I think my bowl, we, yeah. Cause we, Frank's, we tried to do, we, we got him like we'd use the four wheeler, yank him out of this hole he was in. And then I think we were trying to keep the guts in him and get everything off. And then my bowl, we decided to try just like, just gut him first and then do all that and just see which one was yeah. faster. And it's well, it,
1: funny. I think, you know, I can't tell you how many moose I've cleaned now over the years and, I don't think I've ever done one exactly the same.
0: Oh, really? From
1: time to time. I mean, even starting out the same and everything. I don't think I've ever done it exactly, just exactly the same. Yeah. Because it's always like, oh, this might go faster. Yeah. You and you're just like, no, it still sucks. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> it's tough. You know, well, in every situation, like you're just going to be dealing with something a little different. Like, yeah. Well, this you year know, they could be hanging like with their. Front half down in the river, and yep. or, or especially if they're pointed downhill, and you can't like the probably the worst. So, the first one I killed with my bow was pointed. I was by myself, and he was laying slightly. He decided to try and jump in the river, like right when he was dying, and he was like slightly angled down with his nose in the water, and it, it was up against not really a cut bank, but that's where the channel ran right against the bank, and it was like waist deep. So yeah. I had chest waders on. Yep. And I couldn't, I, I could got him split open, but he was hanging down. I couldn't get his guts out cause I couldn't open him up yep. and have him fall out. Cause everything's just sinking into his chest yep. cavity. And I had to, you know, skin one side and take a bunch, you know, just start taking meat off until yeah. I could, and yep. legs and parts off until I could get him That's
1: flipped over. My, my buddy, uh, the, my one buddy from Indiana that I brought up here to hunt with me that one time we shot a, um shot a real nice bull out and shot him on dry ground and he just took off running straight away. And he hit about four foot of water and tipped over. (laughs) So we ran the boat right up to him yeah, and it's swamp, you know, no current, no nothing, just swamp. And we sat there and wrestled and fought him and wrestled and fought him trying to figure out what to do with this moose. And this is pre, pre chainsaw winch. Yeah. And, uh, now trying to figure out how are we going to get him to dry ground? We tried this and tried that. I mean, we went, couple hours. It's like there's no nothing good or nothing good is gonna come of this. Yeah. So we did we went right behind the 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 rib cage. Mm-hmm. Or so first off we we got him up, we sucked him up to the boat as high as we could get him out, up out of the water with his uh with his hindquarters and we uh uh rolled his guts out of him. He opened mm-hmm. him up, rolled his guts out so we had a quick, you know, little burst of water come in real quick which, you know, we're trying to avoid mm-hmm. and everything, but I had the had the saws all there and everything. So hide on everything. I had a rope along and on those boats, we got the grab bars and stuff. Yeah. So we got them up to the top, grab bar, or put the rope along to the grab bar. And I had my wife back there running the rope along. I was hooking and two guys pushing from the bottom. And I mean, we got the guts out, cut him right behind that rib and just Right over the top end of the bow end of the boat, got him up in. Oh man! And the front half, and then we grabbed the front half, got the the water out of him. And with the ribs and stuff, you got that little bit of uh um uh the uh uh how that that skin or whatever it is there on the inside of the ribs to where it diaphragm, can't really, yeah, or not the diaphragm, but it just can't really penetrate the meat right there. It's just kind of that like oh, that silver, silver skin. skin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're like, oh, you know, best case scenario, you know, we got to peel that silver skin off and stuff and it's right there on the ribs so we can just, you know, kind of cut go around and cut the meat out of there and mm. salvage as much as we we can out of it, you know, take make the best with the, the bad situation that we yeah. have, you know, getting a moose and I mean, you know, when we shot him he was standing on dry ground and Yeah. You know, sometimes moose don't don't go no. down where where you want them to. No. <laughs> so we we uh uh hook you know just rehooked the rope along real quick and right over the bow so we took the full full moose in and we got him got him back up to camp and got to good clear you know running water and you know washed him out real good and stuff and then skinned skin him down and everything and and uh i mean didn- never ended up noticing any taste difference or anything no. like that but we got him you know skinned down and cleaned out real quick and all that but you now sometimes you know you run into just yeah make the best of that bad situation
0: well i I learned the hard way right off the bat that one that One's hanging on the garage out there, or on the wall out there. That's still the it was the first moose I ever killed, and the big still the biggest one I ever killed, and it was out in that country. Yeah, and I don't know. We thought he's out. Like, it didn't occur to me. I guess at the time, thought he's just like out in this clearing. You know,
2: boom, boom,
0: shoot him, and then when he drops, like he runs away, and then drops, and just water kicking up. And he was like, yep. "You're like right at the top of hip boots water." Yep. <clears throat> and I was 17 at the time, and my my dad, my uncle, my uncle's like, "Do you know what our dad would tell us right now?" <laughs> anyway, they but we yes, kind of similar. I mean, and we you know we had this sport John at the time, so like there was no getting a boat or anything to him. Yeah, we say you know pulled his guts out and then literally just cut quarter cut all the quarters off, hide on. Mm-hmm it was so cold and the water was so cold that it just freaking chilled it right down quick. Yep. And I drug, while they were working on it, I drug, um, it was a good thing I was in good shape at the time. I drug all the quarters, like kind of like floated them out of the swamp, like yep. to the edge of the water. I think I pulled them to the opposite side because we figured it would end up being closer the way that slew pulled around to just go through and cut a new trail out, out to yep. the other side. So I got all like got all four quarters out of the water, and then it was getting dark, so we had to just leave like the head, neck, rib cage, um, and spine in the water, and we it was like breaking. We had to break ice out to him the next morning, yeah. And we ended up not, I mean, didn't lose any of it. And I think a lot of that, you know, if it sucks, but especially when it's colder, or sometimes you know if it's just super super cold water, like my uncle Tracy, I think this last year had to. No it wasn't the fuck, getting old it wasn't this year <laughs> it was last it it wasn't this fall it was last fall um his stepdaughter shot one and they in it it was kind of a similar deal he had to it was at the point of the night where he had to just yank the yank the guts out and leave the thing it was completely submerged yeah basically. Yeah. But it, you know, like I mean, the ribs and depending on if you're not like making a bunch of cuts through the membrane yep. and the muscles, and it's not like super. there.
1: I mean, it, it's, it really can't penetrate yeah, it. Yeah, it's not
0: super yeah. in that. I mean, that's even just regular like meat hanging. These like hanging meat will last a lot longer. The fewer cuts there are in yep. that, and I'm well, sure that was the way. Like when yeah. they did beef, like ripping them right down the middle and you, like it's not like you have a big open cut on the hind on the hind leg yep the hind quarter you know you just have like that little bit down the spine and, well, and anybody, the pelvis
1: yeah well, i mean and i mean you think about it anytime you really hang meat you end up with a hard crust that you oh, yeah. trim off yeah. anyways so that just that little bit i mean if if it gets on there just a little bit it's not the not the end yeah. of the world there. yeah
0: no but uh where's it Losing my mind. I don't know where we were going with that, but yeah, pulling moose out or cutting moose. Oh yeah, doing moose different different yeah. ways. Yeah, this like my my bull this year it was pretty easy. We finally decided like it's going to be quicker to just yank the guts out, and then when we can get the four wheeler to use the four wheeler to drag the moose a few feet away from the gut pile, so you're not having to step in that and deal yeah. with that. And uh, it was actually. I mean, I remember I was talking with Frank because his like him and his brother gut deer like this, and I remember in that book about Frank Glasser, that Wolfman book, yeah. he talked about gutting moose like that where you you got them on your back, you split them open, split the sternum. Um, I kind of like splitting the pelvis too, at least that bottom yeah, bone, that H bone, and yeah. uh, and then you like skin down one side, like make a cut down one flank you basically cut out one flank, Mm -hmm. like behind the ribs and in front of the leg. Yep. And like cut that membrane and all the way down. And then so it like gives you a doorway that you can pull all the guts out rather than have to like huck them all over, (laughs) over the pelvis. (laughs) Yeah, over the back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And then that, once that was done, just skin one side and like laid out a tarp Mm -hmm. and skin one side, knock a leg off and like throw everything on there and then, uh pretty much all we were left with i think because i like cut the quarters off knife cut the quarters off there was not really any meat not any meat left on the back half of the pelvis so i like saws all that off and then saws all off at the neck and then yeah bring everything out on the bone and this
1: this year we uh we did ours a little different than i've ever done we we uh you know scum them down the one side and we took we kind of went gutless with the with the first side, yeah, we took the quarters off, took back straps, took neck meat, everything off the one side, and then we uh then we uh kind of popped them open, pulled the rib cage, so then all the guts yeah. were sprawled, but everything was off that side, so oh, then nice. we just and you know, we already had the hide out there, so then we just grabbed the grabbed the windpipe ripped the guts right down that side and then mm-hmm. rolled the moose over and then it was just taking everything off the other side and which i mean if you're trying to take backbone and stuff then it's going to get a little messy but as long as you're not taking the backbone on that one side and everything else it actually went uh relatively quick and painless
0: yeah well i think a lo- you know i don't know about a lot of people but that's something easy to miss is a windpipe too cuz like that'll sour like sour your neck meat really fast really fast you know, yep. like anytime you're actually gutting stuff, that like basically cut them up under the chin. Yep. And then get the windpipe cool. as quick, as high as you can. And like, and then the windpipe's a good handle for pulling that oh, Especially,
1: stuff. yeah. A little tip for people who haven't done a
0: moose. You're first. talking get, like it's like get, a piece get, of two inch corrugated pipe. Yeah.
1: Well, get it right above that Adam's apple, too. Yeah. Because then you got something when, I mean, those guts ain't light. So when you, you got something to hang with the Adam's apple up there, you got something yeah. kind of a hard knob that you know, really reef those guts out yep. when you need to.
0: Yeah. And, uh yeah, like I so, said, so like, I, yeah, if I can ever do it, like, I'll bring the backbone out with the whole back straps and tenderloins on it, and I think you end up with a little less... It's faster to cut up with the saw. You end up with a little less waste, and yeah. it hangs really nice, too. Oh, yeah. You're not dealing with, like, a bag of meat. Yeah. It's just... It's just on there. Yeah. And I even shit i even leave the i even leave the rind on there until like i'm ready to cook them yeah because it's easy just to like yeah, you just you thaw r- them out like all right i'll just trim off that that and that and it's good yep. and the, even the fat on this bowl tastes like let's say i wouldn't say it tastes like beef fat but it is really mild and like really good tasting yeah
1: yeah well uh not to get too far off topic, but me and me and Frank today were talking about a little some moose camp improvements.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I
1: was, to, I was telling about our, you know, we got a little shower set up at our camp. We stuff. were
0: talking about that, like <laughs> we're it sounds, think, sounds, we're... sounds
1: like your guys' moose camp getting getting pretty close to it's getting to our, good. our setup. You know, we go out there with the Arctic oven, twelve the wood stove, the yep. cots, and uh, I mean, we we've, we've even uh, didn't this year, but a lot of times we'll bring out like the camp chef three burner big, yep i got one nice of those big though, yeah. so we'll bring it out there with a the five pound bottle of propane you know and and do the whole do the whole shebang i mean you're, you're out there yeah
0: that's lift, part of the fun of boost up. camp it's like how comfortable can we make it? oh yeah and it it just makes it a lot more fun because like well i tell you what having a shower out there
1: is uh it's a difference maker it really is especially when you're getting around day you shot a bowl already oh yeah you know, and you you're get all bloody and everything else and then you know you get around day four or five and stinky and bloody and and everything else yeah you're just like uh, feeling pretty dingy and whatnot and just get a little especially if you get a warm shower we take a oh, big yeah. pot we take a great big pot and fill it up with water and put it on top of the fire let oh nice it, let it boil for our you know let it get warm
0: see we're, then, we're thinking even more modern than that we're gonna put a well
1: that's, that's what Frank yeah. was saying. He was like, man, we go out there with a hammer and punch it. I was like, screw that. As like go out there in the summertime, bring yourself a little backpack generator and a, and a jackhammer.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could do that. We'll run her down real Although quick. Although, you could do, I mean, you could totally do it just with a sledgehammer. Oh, you could. Put a well yeah. in.
1: No, you could, definitely, especially out there. The water table's
0: super yeah. high, you know. Yep. It's, I think if you had, like. Yeah, get a little sand point you, and just yeah, punch it. Yeah, a sand point with, like, yep. 12, maybe if you went, you could, like, go bring 16 feet of pipe to be safe. And then you you would just have to worry about priming it, which you could just haul enough water to prime it. Uh, but then, yeah, well, yeah we're talking on... propane shower, like bringing <laughs> some sort of pallet to like for the shower. Oh, well, you bring a, you bring a, uh, bring a pallet
1: out there and then you get one of those, uh, those black mats. You get it like, uh, uh oh, yeah, yeah, with the holes and whatnot, about, yeah. put it on there. So you just step right in and, you know, get yourself, a uh, uh. The tarp with the eyelets, yeah, and around and a that's that's what we got, you know, with the round circle. So you can just open the tarp into a circle or close it, you know, and
0: nice. climb right
1: in and hit the little electric pump. And
0: yeah, I don't know what it's like, my yeah. I think I told <laughs> my wife was like, "You guys are totally playing house out there." I'm like, I don't know what it is, but yeah, when you can have well, like really good good moose hunting and have it super comfortable, especially like on the heels or coming off sheep season oh yeah definitely that's my that's when you abuse yourself you know my my
1: wife's first hunt you know first her first hunt first big game animal she ever killed anything was a sheep you know i she said she wanted to go hunting this and that was before we were married and we went up the mountain and whatnot and on the way in you know it was it was so foggy and I mean, I was following my GPS in and luckily I was hunting a spot that I'd hunted for a few years. Yeah. So I was able to follow, follow myself in cause I couldn't see 15 feet in front of me. Mm-hmm. The rain in sideways. Just, we shouldn't have went in, but we went in anyways and we're going up the mountain. She's crying and she's like, I'm going to divorce you. <laughs> it's like, we're not married. <laughs> she's like, but long story short, you know, we get in there next morning wake up it's like 75 degrees oh jeez got a couple of rams fighting in the valley or just sparring you know down below yeah. us and we end up going down that day getting her sheep coming out and everything she's like hey when are we going back in and, you know so, but then you know she got to moose camp that year and she was like why isn't all hunting like this this is yeah. awesome
0: <laughs> no it was funny <laughs> it was i was great. <laughs> i was sending mike i was sending my aunt susan pick pictures of her, her moose camp cuz she's pretty pretty uh civilized i guess you'd say you know like like they got they got their cabin set up pretty nice and she's like man i could even do that i was like it's pretty good send (laughs) yeah blueberry pancakes for breakfast it's a chore getting
1: moose camp in though
0: it is a chore man it's a lot it's a lot of effort like oh and you guys are
1: you know hauling wheelers and stuff too i don't gotta haul the wheelers
0: yeah it's but yeah, just like getting the stuff on the rear. it's it's a multi phase. <laughs> yeah. multi phase process. But I
1: shoot, I couldn't even get wheelers back into my camp. No. Even, no. If, even if I wanted to. No. You know, I gotta jump all those beaver dams and everything else. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I don't know, you know, like that's if you want you want good hunting, sometimes you just gotta be willing to go You gotta be willing to go and just not, a step. And it's step not further. like it's it's not like some of the stuff is even that technically hard. It's just it's a slog, man. It's, yep. it's, you gotta know that the reward is worth all the, all the, and, and, you know, the time it takes to learn how to do some of that stuff and how to make some of that stuff oh, yeah. happens.
1: But then you go, you put it all together. Then you end up with a moment like you had calling your bowl and when oh, yeah. it comes in like that and it's, I mean, it don't get any better than that.
0: No, it's pretty, it's pretty special, man. So it's, yeah, it makes it, makes it totally worth it. But yeah, for Moose Camp. Once you once you have a good, it's hard to it's hard to go back. Like I can't. It would not be nearly as much fun. I don't know if I'd say that because there's like certainly moose camps. It would be a lot of fun, just regular cold tent camp. Yeah. It. but it, uh, it's, it's not. It wouldn't be the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a gentleman's hunt. Yeah, once almost. you once you get spoiled <laughs> with the moose
1: camp like that, it you know you get, you get camp pretty plush. It's hard to go back.
0: Yeah, and it's I don't know. It, it, especially
1: like you said you punish yourself for i got 10 12 days up in the mountains yeah chasing sheep it's like yeah i did i did my i did my work for the year now I'm yeah ready to <laughs> no, enjoy they, yeah <laughs> that's
0: starving for three days like there were no shortage of food at moose camp yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> when that came around but yeah some of that stuff but it, it's fun it's and it's fun figuring out like how to do this stuff on our own yeah like that's that's part of what i think makes it so special and so cool yeah. You know, like where, where you're going and all the bullshit you got to go through to do that. Like it's it, the shooting the moose is fun and calling them is fun. And like the camp part's fun, but like figuring all that shit yeah, out on your it's own. It's a journey, and, you know, been being yeah. able to do, it's rewarding. Like I'm going, uh, elk hunting in New Mexico here in a couple of weeks actually oh, right on. at some at um, I think it's Quinlan ranch in like chama new mexico like some right big on. ranch and i mean i don't have a lot of details i just got invited to go on this hunt it's when you know, kind of when, through
1: what dates are you going down there
0: the uh um mid-november i can't oh, remember I, the exact dates off the top of my i'm gonna
1: head. be i'm gonna be in colorado uh let's see second third no second week in november second down there week chasing chasing elk I probably will be right after fourth, you. I think fourth season, or Fourth I season. Yeah. Because they got, yeah. what, first, second, third, and fourth there. I think I'm on like, the fourth nice. season.
0: Nice. Yeah. It, it, well, it's going to be, like, pretty trippy because I'll, I'll be elk hunting in New Mexico like an hour from where I grew up in Colorado. And growing up, I was, like, always on the other side. I'm interested. It's kind of like the Africa trip. Like, I don't really know what to expect. It should should be fun, though. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I was always on the other side of the fence growing up, like, looking at, you know, some of these bulls on some of these ranches just like unreal yeah
1: it's all private ground <laughs> so it'll
0: be you know i kind of
1: yeah i'm sure i'm that's, sure i will that's one trip i gotta make it i'm
0: sure i'll appreciate the experience yeah. but it's not like it's, it's not quite the same as like moose camp and doing yeah. that doing that yourself like that's, you come to appreciate it that, that, that kind trip. of stuff a little
1: more that africa trip i gotta i gotta make it go do that one yeah you days. do i, man. I uh Uh, when I was real young, I got, I got to go to Africa. Oh, cool. Uh, I was not real young, but 16, 17. Yeah. Got to go over to Africa and, uh, my, uh, my parents' church and everything, they were doing tent meetings and whatnot. And they had a bunch of us young guys, they, they had us go over to help set up the tents and take down stuff. And then we got to spend a whole bunch of time. Uh, all us young guys got, got together and, uh, pulled our money together and got a 15 passenger van, got to go. Stay in all these game parks. Oh, and we nice. So we went around and looked, and 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 bunch of other stuff at all the animals and stuff. I was like, one of these days I got to get back over here and hunt. Yeah, like,
0: you do. <laughs> I mean, especially compared to compared to a lot of stuff and like even in the lower forty-eight, like guided hunts and stuff like that. It's like, man, Africa's. It's like once you get over there, a lot of like the. A lot of that stuff's pretty cheap and everyone thinks like Cape Buffalo and you know, the big stuff I think is, is still really expensive. Oh yeah. But how
1: did you get close to Cape Buffalo?
0: We saw some from a few hundred yards away. Like Man, we didn't really, that, that, was,
1: they, that was one of those animals when I was over there that a lot of people, you know, they, well they call them, you know, black death and yeah. and everything else. And they say how scary they are and I was, you know, growing up seeing them on discovery channel and stuff like yeah. that. I was always just like, that's a Buffalo. Whatever, you know, but we got in a 15 passenger van and, uh, had a, a, pack of lions chase a herd of Buffalo and they ended up surrounding us coming across the road. And that was one of those animals that it was just like, Whoa, you know, like, you know, having them less than yeah. a foot away, looking through the van, they're bumping the van, coming by and stuff. And, you know, just those eyes and stuff, jet black, like they were, it's like, they didn't even look at you. They just looked through you. It like, they didn't even see you, but the, uh, I don't know how many animals you've seen when you're over there, but probably the most impressive animal to me, honestly, when I was over there was a giraffe.
0: Yeah. Those like, that's so thought, trippy. Oh, I always <laughs> thought, you know,
1: this big, long gangly animal. And you get over there and their hoofs are, you know, hoofs that big. And yeah. then, you know, you watch them walk. And each step, you just watch the muscles ripple as they step yeah. and walk. And you're just like, now that's an impressive animal.
0: It's like, yeah, it's, it's it's weird seeing them in real life it's like all right we're looking at all this that that and it's like oh there's a giraffe yeah standing there
1: or you see like the veins running up through their yeah. neck and stuff yeah. you're just like that's like my forearm running through your neck yeah <laughs> just an absolute oh yeah huge
0: animal. Or, and i you know didn't see any person but like seeing the videos of some of those giraffe bulls fighting and stuff oh, like you're yeah. getting it
1: <laughs> oh yeah i mean Imagine getting hit by that!
0: Oh I mean, it no, man! Oh, to, to <laughs> knock kill you through you would a loop, kill you. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, no, it it's something. But in a lot of stuff, like none of the stuff ever was on my radar before yeah. I got got to go. And then, sorry, I will start looking into this and that. Then once I got over and started like seeing all the stuff, I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it now. Like, yeah, yeah, I would love. to. To shoot one of those, and one of those one, and of those, one of those.
1: Yeah. And one one that hit my <laughs> radar big time when I was over there was uh uh, uh I'd love to kids the Nyala. Oh yeah, they're just they're just purdy.
0: Yeah, know? they are. They uh, and that was yeah, no,
1: not super impressive horns or anything like that, but just a coat on them. Oh they're yeah, just, no, just gorgeous.
0: And I could that was one of the things I could see like it blew me away the first day. I finally got out to the place. In the afternoon, and I mean, it was kind of a slow day and got settled in a little cabin, but it's overlooking this big valley. And I'm like, Well, I got binoculars. Yeah. Sit here, and I was just like, Holy shit, there's like, there's something that I don't even know what that is. <laughs> well, well, don't that looks like a kudu? Don't And it was, uh, I, got know, know, yeah. <laughs> I got one All of those right, tourist right, sheets,
2: yeah, I got one of those tourist sheets, I just started yeah, like, right, start marking are, them off. Those are zebras,
0: <laughs> that's easy, you know. and no, it was, it was something else. Like you can't, I can't even describe it. So Just being nuts, being—I I don't even know if I can say this,
1: but <laughs> being young and dumb. Uh, you know, we we're over there in the game parks, and I—we're we a bunch of teenagers running yeah. around a game park. And so we're like, you know, hey, we can't hunt them, but let's try and let's try and get some of these animals, you know. So we're gonna get them with a rock.
2: Yeah, you know. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, it said no rock throw and no this, no that. But you know, we're teenagers,
0: and we're gonna do what? I'm teenagers pretty sure are there's no do. extradition. You're not gonna be extradited. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we're we're over there, and and uh, um, I got I got all the big five with a rock, except for the leopard. The leopard was one I never. I guess we caught the just a glimpse of a leopard going in the brush because uh, they had the radios and stuff there. Where yeah. They'll announce, you know, if if something's somewhere. So, you know, so people could see it and we caught just the tail end of a leopard going across but you know we got got rhinos and elephants and lions and my <laughs> the lions were uh were one uh my my buddies we we pull up to this big old male lion sitting out there about 25 yards and everybody's like oh you get him with a rock no oh you get him with a rock no no ain't no chance i'm not getting out of this van you know <laughs> you know, no guns, no nothing. You know, we're sitting there, and my buddies are looking at me and they're like, "Frank, you get him with a rock." And I was like, "I ain't scared. I'll hit a, hit a line with a rock, you know." So I slide up the slide, open the door ever so gingerly, you know, not to wake him up. He's sleeping, you know. I get out there, and I get this little teeny tiny rock. It's like, you know, there's not on the road. There's not a whole lot of big rocks or nothing. So I find this little like one inch rock, and I lob it out there, and it kind of hits him in the ribs. I mean, just kind of bounces off him. Didn't hit him hard or nothing, and he lets out this just little. Well, when he did that, you know, looking out there, it was him and two females Mm -hmm. right in front of him, and the grass is only two foot high, maybe. Yeah. And he let out just that little, and kind of rolled over and looked at me. Well, when he did that, twenty six lions stood up, and the closest one was about five yards away. Uh, you, you've never seen a little white boy bail so hard for back in the van <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, mean, man. I was bailing for the van and everybody you know just just uh yeah everybody's laughing no oh, you were just as scared as us and this and that it's like heck yeah i was scared <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i don't got nothing but the uh the how oh, the scariest one was uh the uh baboon actually
0: those baboons are nasty oh man. they are
1: we we uh a buddy of mine went to he got out of the van and he like picking up a rock. This baboon's out there like thirty yards, He's picking up a rock to throw a rock at the baboon. And this baboon, and I mean, just snap of a finger. I mean, just flipped. I mean, buddy de- hadn't even picked up a rock yet. This baboon has, was on him. I mean, he was bailing for the van. I mean, the baboon caught him by the heel and took his shoe off. And everything. was like, hey, you want to go get your shoe? He's like, nope, he can
0: keep it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no thanks. Like I, I don't know. After seeing them, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have a black bear after me than one of them suckers. I mean, you see them freaking oh, those teeth, teeth are on those two inches long. Those big <laughs> males and they're strong and they got thumbs and they're smart. Yeah, no yeah. thanks. <laughs> well, uh, you know, running around
1: there in Africa, there. I don't know how much kind of touristy stuff you did. Not much. But no. we we uh, over there. I did. That's what I had to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't wasn't able to hunt or nothing. So. The one place we stayed at uh, was St. Lucia there in South Africa. Yeah. And it's kind of a little touristy spot. And they said, uh, they had signs and they said, watch out for Lucy, the, the hippo. Hmm. Well, uh, that one night where, and it's a gated community type, or gated deal to where, you know, people couldn't come in and out and mm-hmm. everything. And we, we uh, me and a buddy are sitting there we're like, man, we really want something to drink. You know, we're going to run down to the little corner store down there and go get a Coke. So we go walking down the road and we're just passing the signs and we're just kind of laughing, you know, like, yeah, watch out for a hippo. Like, how can you not see a hippo? They're huge, you know? Yeah. And we're kind of joking back and forth and my buddy's on my left, I'm on the right and we're walking down the sidewalk and he looks over at me and he's like hippo and he takes off running. And I was like, shut up. He turned, I turned and look over my shoulder and I heard him, heard him, uh, whatever noise they make that kind of low grumble grunt. Yeah. And I look and I take off running Well, she's hot on her heels. And we look up and about 20, 25 yards in front of us, there's a flight of stairs going up to somebody else's little condo room type deal. And we hit those stairs. I mean, I've never climbed stairs so fast in my life. (laughs) We hit the top of the stairs, that hippo paced back and forth. They finally came down with a car and they were looking for us like two hours later because we were just gone they're like hey, what happened to the guys and this hippos walking back and forth and they finally you know honk the horn and this and that and get the hippo run off and she had us just pinned at the top of the stairs or nothing we could do <laughs> jeez uh and then uh uh another another little funny one is there are tons of monkeys there in saint lucia mm-hmm. and they like were those little vervet monkeys yeah the gray ones with yeah. the uh kind of the black mask on yeah. them and stuff yeah so we're we're sitting there, and they, they come down and trying and to steal stuff from me all the time. I mean, anything. I mean, you had to keep your hands in your pockets and nothing nothing dangling, nothing like that, because the monkeys, they got a hold of it. It was gone. And so we're sitting there, and uh, uh, I took my sunglasses off, set them on the uh, top of the car. Mm-hmm. And this monkey, I see him come down. He comes down real quick, and I mean, I go to reach for him. He snags him, slides across the hood, and boom, right back up on top of the carport. i like, you son of a gun. So I see his tail kind of dangling over the edge. I reach over and I kind of grab his tail and I go to give him a yank. I mean, before I even got the yank out, I mean, he reaches down. at I me, mean, he flung those glasses. I mean, put a, put a scratch across my face, just flung the grass. <laughs> the glasses hit me in the face with him, just screaming at me. Those little things are, I mean, uh, a couple of the uh, places we ate at, I mean, they'd come all of a sudden, you know, they'd just run across, they'd come running through the, the, uh, if you sat like on the out on the outside where you can you know dine kind of yeah, outside yeah they'd come running through and just snagging stuff off people's plates just running through and they had people out there uh uh with like little paintball guns trying to <laughs> shoot them get, keep the monkeys away from people eating and stuff it was those monkeys were yeah, just terrorists couldn't make so,
0: <laughs> like i've seen videos of or camera where it was in south africa had uh was some coastal town, and like every evening, these like tr- huge troop of baboons would come down out of the hills, like to raid, like steal food from, like, and would get super aggressive, especially the big males. Man, yeah. like they're no joke. You no, know, they're they like, ain't. Like, like that one, I don't know. You know, sixty pounds or so, and just like all muscle and oh, teeth. It, it
1: and but twice as strong as. Yeah, a man. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah,
0: like you couldn't you couldn't whoop one. No, yeah. no, no, no chance pretty nuts but <laughs> yeah no I, Africa's cool i want to go back pretty bad but you know even just like like there's ways like pretty cheap to go relatively cheap to like go you know you could get a couple if you want a couple like a trophy you know even like the plane regular planes game oh, trophy so stuff you know you get like yeah you know get a couple of the like a Gems Buck and a Zebra bucks, or something like that. Bees, you know. And then yeah. like just like a lot of those places will do like coal packages where you can just shoot coal tons of coal animals. Yep. For like yeah. the place I went, you know, you could do for like fifteen hundred bucks you could shoot like fourteen coal animals. Oh yeah, that's like awesome. Just for like having a good time and yeah. and the like fun to work ratio is Whoa. is very favorable. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: down at the uh uh Wild Sheep Foundation banquet uh this last spring and, oh the alaska one yeah and went went to the banquet down there and they had hunts and i'd sitting there i was like you know kind of looking through the hunts and whatnot and i was like oh that'd be kind of cool this and that and then uh gave the gave the wife my wallet and everything and I was like hey here you go <laughs> don't, don't let me buy any of these and got down to those hunts and they started raffling them off and at the end i was just like man like some of those went down here with a whole bunch of sheep hunters and yeah the sheep tags went for you know a lot of stu- money but some oh, yeah, of those yeah, yeah some prices, of those some like of those Africa hunts like regular I was just like, man I should have like fifteen hundred bucks and stuff like that for three four animals a piece and two guys and I was just like man I should have yeah should've bought one of those yeah is, some of
0: those planes game hunts like because I mean I and I understand it because it's like it wasn't I it was never even anything I considered or had any much interest in doing I was like yeah well I, I should probably like I got this chance this opportunity so I should probably go but oh it was fun oh yeah yeah that's that's probably the way to do it is to buy you know one of these banquets or something yeah go just like a no frills like planes game like you could probably you can usually i think they go for super cheap and then you can always you can always work out stuff to add on oh yeah once you're there Yeah. yeah
1: and and that's like uh uh my dad and uh his buddy were down at the SCI convention there in Vegas. Yeah. And they, they went down to that and they ended up buying a hunt for, I mean, just dirt cheap, you know, over there in Africa. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, especially like day, I think it was like day two or day three, the convention after all the raffles, you know, the stuff just starts going cheaper and cheaper. Yeah. And you get some of those, you know, like you said, planes game hunts and stuff where they just go for, you know, not, not what you would think. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, did they did they go yet? Uh,
1: no, they're supposed to go. This
0: it will be I next think, summer, basically. Yeah, or, I think so. Because, yeah, like this because they're they're summer. opposite. Like right now, it's their springtime, yep. and they hunt. Basically, at least the place I was at, I, they well, hunt. I think they're going. They hunt like. Um,
1: I think they're going like, is it February or March of this year? I believe.
0: Yeah, because it seems like those a lot of those places start hunting in like March and then finish up in october yeah or whatever
1: but february i'll be i'll be back down chasing goats
0: oh yeah nice yeah, yeah that's I, that's I need- been a
1: hunt that i've i've kind of grown to really really enjoy Since you get out of here you know it's 40 below oh yeah 30 below 40 below here in february go down to kodiak into the year and you know 40 40 above
0: yeah well know? most and of I- the and most of the time that time of year it seems like i don't know like air services are pretty flexible very, like they're not yeah, super very. like i mean it's it's, it's getting not, a little more popular now it is more popular yeah it's getting
1: a little more popular but i mean and the way we do it i mean i know guys that do it on the boats and stuff like that yeah. and, and it's obviously a lot more luxurious but the way we've been doing it the last couple of years we're pretty much like our moose camp you now. i haul i got a i got a, a smaller Arctic oven, the eight by eight yeah and a smaller wood stove we haul that down there with us we go get dropped off on the beach and we got a arctic oven and wood stove and you know we're able to bring some decent food you know yeah that we get down there in kodiak and we go out for 10 days and have a good time
0: yeah no that's awesome it yeah last time i went in march i need to need to do that again
1: i like going uh the february time because the fox is still open oh yeah so like like this this last year we went down there and and we run up uh we actually ended up uh we were down there for 10 days and i think we only had like two days we could hunt I mean, the fog was just on the deck the whole time. Mm. You couldn't see the mountain, nothing. So, you know, goats can't chase them. You can't see them. Yeah. You don't know where they're at. So we were, we sit out there on the beach and, you know, I brought a little rabbit call and stuff and we'd sit out there on the beach and call Fox in.
0: Yo, yeah. yeah. a ton of fun. No, that's, that's a lot of fun. that's something like, I would like to do a big, a, like a big Fox calling trip because that's something like for my for my childhood that's one thing like we'd me and my dad got really good at was calling coyotes yeah and, and it's fun it, it, it is fun and i just like i never is one of the things that you know it's just not typically as good or productive up here like there's some guys that have got have got really good at it but it's all relative yeah like we would go just take off in our truck and hit a few spots and like pretty much kill at least one coyote every time we went out. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you hear, you know, and we'd call, we would see a coyote, like maybe one every three or four stands where guys call on a pier, like, unless you're like in certain isolated spots, it's not like you can just, oh, hey, we'll go this direction and it, you know, you may call 10 or 12. Yeah. Or 15 spots before you see something or, or you, you may only average like one yeah. calling in one animal for every 10 or 15 spots. And, you know, you get the um, daylight's a lot shorter and, yep. it, you know, it's, well, that's there's weird. ways to do it, but it, it's not like, it's not quite the same way yeah. as, the same as well and that's where you know
1: some of that predator calling and stuff it it's it's fun you can, you can mix it up you get yeah you get to call in more animals get a few more shots unlike like big game and stuff and like getting back to like duck hunting and stuff like that too i mean get to go out there and shoot a little more and yeah uh, you know a little more camaraderie and stuff you don't got to be super quiet and,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know watch your wind and well, i mean i guess you got to watch your wind a little bit you know where they're decoying and stuff like that mm-hmm. but you know we got to uh you got to get you out there duck hunting once a while.
0: Yeah, twice, I know? need to do it. It's been a the, long...
1: The old guy that taught my dad how to duck hunt, his, uh, 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 my dad started his guide service when he was 17. Oh, cool. Um, so the old guy that taught my dad how to duck hunt, he was an old guy from Arkansas. He always used to tell my dad, you know, duck hunting was the most fun you can have with your clothes on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fun, man. anytime, like anytime you can, uh, I don't know, we talk so much and like sheep hunting and stuff like that, it's cool. Like it's got its own draw and bear hunt, like. We don't do the we don't do the stuff we do because it's not fun. Oh yeah. But like but each
1: one's a different kind of fun. Yeah, there's
0: there's something to be said for like the high high like ammunition expenditure to <laughs> to work <laughs> ratio or high fun ratio whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Anytime you get
1: to pull the trigger a lot, you're having some fun.
0: Yeah. What well, some I, I saw someone had written if it was in a comment or something it remind reminded me of Steve Hollenbeck's brother Gary. Like, cause he always notoriously like would shoot his sheep like two or three times. He's like, I just like hearing the gun go off. <laughs> I didn't come all this way just to shoot one bullet. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's that's freaking fun. I need to do that. I yeah, it's just so much to do, man. Like go oh so much go, to do, so like, little time and even places. You know, if you want to spend a couple, you know, a few well, hundred bucks, like like different. Like there's waterfowl outfitters like out on the peninsula yeah. and out in you know out of Valdez too, I think, and and there's so there's many
1: things that i'd I'd like to do, you know like you now the elk hunting deer hunting, all this other stuff you know out of state, you know uh uh that I'd love to go do, but then I look back and I'm like, there's so many things to do right here, oh yeah. You know, and so many things I like doing that I put on my on my radar every year. Like, hey, okay, I'm going to sheep hunt. I'm going to moose hunt. I'm going to bear hunt. I'm going to goat hunt. Now I'm going to run down to Kodiak and deer hunt. I'm going to you know do all these hunts, and then it's like, well, where do I have time to go do those other hunts? Well, and, too? You, some, and
0: sometimes you just like you got to give up. Like, I would, you know, I know some, so a few, several people who are like very good at call, you know, calling elk and bow mm-hmm. hunting elk, super experienced, and man, it would be, I would. It would be a lot of fun to go do that, but I'm like, it's kinda, that's
2: kind of creeping moose, up on moose, moose season. <laughs> season. <Yeah.
0: laughs> and I'm like, man, I just don't. And you know, the fact that moose hunting is, you know, especially since we've like, like gone out like full in on developing our own moose camp and not just like trying to plug a little bull around town. Yeah. Um. I I appreciate it a little more. You know, there's there's the fun factor, and uh, you know and you know kind of like do rely on having that meat oh yeah um, yeah so many of us do you know like i can't freaking imagine having to buy like i don't know what i would do like buy what's hamburger for like 5 bucks a pound now or oh, something I don't like even that know. I, don't I do even I, haven't know. Even I haven't even bought meat occasionally so long. from you know like aside from a restaurant hamburger or something yeah. like i just don't really eat beef yeah like it tastes like greasy to me now
1: <laughs> yeah the uh yeah. The, uh, uh yeah, beef. Shoot, I don't, I don't remember the last time I bought beef. You know I mean, we will buy chicken, yeah, and stuff like that. But uh, you know, other than that, you know, we just eat what eat what we shoot.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And there's plenty of that. Man, yeah. Well, I don't know. Have you? And this maybe this, you know, this may be a good one to bring up with old Mookie because we got to get him back on after they had. Through, I think the weekend after got to catch up there was a couple weekends they were up shooting caribou after I went because I went up in there and got one with my bow and that's I mean that's a whole nother oh freaking yeah whole another new realm. fun thing and but I see people like this time of year especially because they're going to be open in the 40 mile and you see some like smart ass posts and <laughs> oh all those bulls are going to be rotten and you know the more I think, like yes, like some caribou bull, like bulls just get inedible during the rut, but some, it's not. Some moose get that way. For, well, from what I've I mean. like, from what I've seen, and I, and I think there's something to it that caribou like are one of the worst. Like, oh yeah, one yeah. of the worst. Definitely, but like it's from what I've seen anyway, and the, like anecdotally, like buddies, like it's not all of them, and yeah. I, I've
1: got a couple of them over the years that. I shot him and came up to him. I'm like, oh, this is going to be inedible. Yeah. And then you get into them and clean them out, get them home, take care of them. And, you know, you go into that, cooking that steak for the first time yeah. and you're like, oh, this is going to be bad, but got to try it at least. Yeah. And then you're like,
0: oh. Oh, no, the no, ones no, you've killed they, that smelled real bad. Yeah, it didn't it actually just taste wasn't, too
1: bad. No, it wasn't that bad. And the ones that were, you know, eh, you know, don't want to eat him as steaks, make them into burger and sausage huh. and, and they eat.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, and a
1: lot of it, especially like 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 pepper sticks and summer sausage and yeah. that stuff. Some you know, you know, there's there's way if it does get a little you know gamey or or I don't know what, what pissy, you, yeah, <laughs> what, what you want to call it. I mean, I mean, there's there are ways to hide it yeah. too. To where I mean, if if you want to get out there and and still do it, you still can and yeah, and not waste anything.
0: Yeah, and even yeah, even if you you just happen to get one super super bum you can probably find something to do with it but it's also like not affecting the herd at all to kill bulls like that no not at all um but it would you know which it's yeah it's funny because people will be all you know riding their high horse on that oh you should just be killing cows which yeah the cows are going to taste better but like mature it, it it depends on like the objective of like what herd, you know, yeah. like herds where they're wanting to clip off a bunch of them. Like, yeah, it doesn't do any harm to kill cows. Cause that's what drives the, like, that's what drives the numbers and yep. the herd is the mature cows, yeah. but all this stupid care we research, I've, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just silly, you know, people, oh, they're all, and it's like, oh, I heard from somebody maybe, you know, sometimes it's like somebody gets one bad one and. Yeah. I can't really blame someone for being like, no, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. If they get one that's just awful, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that it's all. I don't know. That's just a yeah. whole another digression that I yeah have been ranting we, on. We go or, on that one for an hour. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But no, I I probably better let you get out of here before you get in trouble or I, I get in trouble. But uh, yeah, man, it's been been good freaking chatting with oh, you. Yeah, it's been fun. And right. need to have yeah. Broke the ice, so to need to get you back over again. For sure. For sure. uh, And, yeah, there's plenty. Oh, plenty. Plenty plenty more stories (laughs) and plenty to talk about. There always is, but. And each
1: year year we'll create more.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem is I I need to do better about, like, making an effort to get new, more people on the podcast. I get a little lazy, and it's like, all right, well, you know, this person who's already been on, like, has – talked about you know like yeah oh they've got more story because yeah. everybody yeah. just has so like everybody has so much so much to share and like knowledge and information and stuff like that oh that yeah it uh yeah i just get lazy sometimes i guess and i shouldn't i shouldn't <laughs> i need to do better but well, he uh, had a
1: lot going on this year so yeah. there was nobody can blame. baby me. steps as yeah. long as
0: i as long as, long as yeah I, as long as i like am aware and try to do better, I guess. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep making progress. Yep. Making progress. But yeah, Frankie, well, thanks for coming over, man. It's good to, good to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, thanks for all your, all your support and, uh, everybody's supporting on Patreon. That really does make a big difference. And, uh, yeah, should be, yeah, should be rolling with pretty regular episodes now through the winter. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, We'll go from there. If you have any comments or questions, you can email podcast at tundertalkak.com. And uh, thanks for listening.